What's your usual like go-to bourbon of choice? Usually I do Irish whiskey. Uh, I should have I should have texted you so okay. I knew that. Um, yeah, Redbreast is the go-to. Dude, that's, that's okay. You're a you're a high class sir, my but, friend. But um, usually, um, <laughs> if not Redbreast, I usually go proper twelve. As cliche as it is, it's actually not bad. It's good. Yeah, it's not. I bad. used to be Jameson, and then are we on? It's been recording, but oh, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, I got you. Um, just when you are like ready to actually go, just make sure you pull that as close as you can, or sit up, or whatever you need to do. I mean, we can start now. Yeah, dude, no just matter. let it go. This is the just, fun. This is the works. talk people like anyway, right? You, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it used to be Jameson, and then whenever you know Connor come out with it, tried it for cliche reasons, and it was that good. And that like all my friends always drank Jamo, and now it's proper twelve. Because it's good and it, it tastes well. <laughs> That's a good so. <laughs> reason. Dude, when it first came out, I was working. If it wasn't good, we wouldn't be drinking it for that reason. Like, they don't care. They don't give a shit about MMA, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's super true, man. When it first came out, I was working for Flow Combat and Proper 12 sent us a bottle to sample, sent it to my house. And I got a bunch of friends together and we did a shootout of Tullamore Dew, Jameson, and Proper 12. Okay. All together. Like, same budget range you right, know, not the yeah, high-end irish right. whiskeys obviously and we blind taste tested them so we didn't know which one we were drinking when we had our wives like serve them to us and they knew what it was but we didn't know mm-hmm. and by the end all of us unanimously picked proper 12 as the best one okay it was crazy i got a funny story it has nothing to do with whiskey <laughs> but um we're on like all my friends that do drink this whiskey and we weren't drunk this was in, like sober next morning all on <laughs> vacation with our friends and kids and my my buddy Wax Brian Davis is like, I can taste the difference between water and different waters. Nah, so I'm like, bullshit. I was nah. like, you're full of shit. It, it, not, waters don't taste different, <laughs> you know. And um, and we were talking about like tap water and like Dasani and how you know water tastes different. I'm like, outside of tap water and like all the bottled water tastes the same. So then they do this test, and he was able to tell the difference in the waters. <laughs> and then I did it. And then I, I could tell a difference between wow. like the Sony and I forget what the other one was, but it was a distinct difference. That's crazy. It's, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I lo- a stupid story, but you got I'm a, I'm thinking a, about it. No, I'm addicted to stuff like that. Like <laughs> all my friends know whenever somebody's like, oh, this is better than this. I'm like blind taste test. Let's yeah. do it right now. <laughs> I love it. Like we did a uh, Miller Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, Icy Light maybe was the other one in there. Mm-hmm. And all four blind taste tests just to see if you could tell which was which. And it was five of us, and only one of us got them all right. Like, they're really hard to tell apart whenever you have a blind taste test because you probably think, like, I don't oh, know about I, that. I know. I feel like I could do that. Everybody thinks that. If I'm on here again, <laughs> I challenge. I, I, That's a challenge. That's what I'll bring Coors next time. Coors Light, Bud Light, and Ice. I could definitely do that. Yeah. I think. I guess I could tell the difference. I see, I would hope, for your yinzer yes. heritage, you would be able to pick that one for sure. <laughs> However, I did get, I'm very proud. You're one of the, one of the most honorary Yinzers I know, dude. And I got to introduce you to Turner's Diet Lemon with whiskey. It's like my favorite mixed cocktail, highball, whatever. (laughs) Oh, do you just have straight whiskey? I just have straight whiskey. The next one I'll do. I didn't even know. All right. The next one I'll mix. You got to try it. Do you, you like Turner's, I assume? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually from, from Carrick. There's, Carrick people aren't going to like this because Turner's is the best in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But, um. In Carrick, we had um, Coltrion. 
Uh, I've never even heard of that. Coltrion Dairy. We had our, our milk and all that. It's still there for the milk and stuff. Nice. And um, Or no, it's not. It's um, Turner's bought it out, actually. Mm. I take that back. Turner's mm. bought it out. There they you knew. Go. They uh, knew they it was knew. better. They knew like... it was coming. <laughs> they knew them Carrick boys had it. <laughs> but um, yeah, That's we had awesome. our own milk. Like, we had our own dairy and stuff. And uh, we had col- we had Coltrion. And it was, I don't honestly don't remember what it tastes like. Dude, that sounds, I want that yeah, now, but obviously yeah. it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Does this taste like Coltrion now? Or I don't remember what okay. it tastes like. It's uh, been a long time. Yeah. I remember it being thicker and like more. That's what I like about mm. Turner's better than um, Schneider's or yeah, the other yeah. ones. It's like, it's that's like thin. For it, sure. It got like a lighter taste. For sure. Yeah, I like that a lot. And just for anybody watching, if you see me looking over here more than usual, it's because I got... Danny Palms on vacation, so I'm running the cameras and everything today. So he has just, no idea what he's doing. Just checking to make sure everything's <laughs> good over here. I think we're doing okay so far. I'm probably just going to leave it on this room camera a lot, so I don't got to worry about switching cameras. So hopefully you guys don't mind. However, the room camera does give us a great opportunity to show off the new 247 Combat Sports log- podcast logo. Dude, you are, good. you are the first guest oh, really? of the 247 Combat Sports nice. podcast. Because it was the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. Okay. But now that we're in Ohio and kind of branching out a little bit here and there, we're like, we can't. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah can't right. call it that anymore. So right. now, now it's this, and you are the first one. Had Sweet. to kick it off with a bang, dude. I like the um, the skyline in the back. Isn't that cool? That's like, that actually, kind of, to be honest, it looks like my interboxing symbol. Nice. It's got the I'm gonna have to look at that black again. and gold and the, and the, the skyline in the back. That it looks yeah. like, it looks quite similar. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, the Pittsburgh skyline is so iconic. Like you put oh, yeah. that on anything, and it's just like, oh, you know that looks is. bitching now. Right. <laughs> right? Have you? Do you know that uh, clothing company called Black and Yellow? I don't know if you've seen them. They're kind of like so. a, you know, like the four one two brand you're wearing. Right. They're like I wouldn't necessarily call them a competitor because they're a lot smaller, don't have a lot of the deals, but similar Pittsburgh lifestyle clothing brand. Mm-hmm. They have like the sickest. I'll actually just pull it up. They have the sickest logo I've ever seen in my life. I love this thing. Stand, stand tight, people. I got you. I'll throw it up on the screen when I edit this too. But it's a, it's a keystone, like for Pennsylvania, Keystone State, with a skull, and the teeth of the skull are Pittsburgh skyline. It is like literally oh. the, the coolest logo ever. So I'll, I, for That's people watching, I'll throw it on the screen. I love Black, it, dude. Yellow. Yeah, the, the teeth of the skull being the skyline was just like, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's why graphic designers get paid. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love I love shit like that. But yeah, dude, you are genuinely, like we kind of joke, but you are one of the most yinzer people, Yinzer boxing coach on Instagram. You, yeah. you definitely lean into that and love that. So I got to start with, how do you feel about the Steelers this year? What are we talking? Because I know you're a big Steelers guy. Um, I think it all. I, I I mean, logic, objectively speaking, I think it rides on Pickett and how he performs. Yeah. Um. I think we're gonna be. We were what nine and eight last year. Yeah. And that was like a, a prayer to get there. It was. Yeah. Um. Finish. Like I six see and us two. finishing like. Minimum. I, honestly, I I think we're gonna be better. I do. Yeah. Every move we made was real good from free agency to the draft. Um, if everything gel, I mean, you know, if everything gels, I, I, I think I see us like maybe I always get because what's their 17 games now that always messes me up. <laughs> I know. Maybe 11 and six. Yeah. 10 and like 10 and seven at worst. I see us better than nine and eight. I think so. Too, I don't dude. think we're going to be, you know, uh, 15 and two, but. 
right. I see us. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way on that. I do think there's upside to be like surprisingly good. Yes. Like, like a buy in the playoffs good. Potentially. Really? I mm. think so. Dude, the defense is filthy. The defense, yeah. if it stays that you could say the that thing about anybody. Is, if if TJ Watt healthy, stays yeah. healthy, it is a completely lights out. different ball game. Yeah. It's it's lights out. And Highsmith has apparently hit an entirely new level this year. So he's gonna be a force on the other side. Dude, I'm I'm excited. I'm like you, and that's probably, you know, Yinzer bias or whatever. Yeah. But I think I think they got a good team this year, dude. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that, that receiver too, what's his name? His last name's Austin. Is it Calvin? Calvin Austin. Yeah. yeah he's coming on. They're saying he's really going to be a nice slot. Speedster, yeah, dude. Exactly. Just pure speed. You saw his touchdown in preseason? Yeah. I thought the first Burns. game, which I watched from start to finish, <laughs> um, me and my buddy nice. Z-Tech, uh, Kenny Pickett looked really good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. preseason, but it, it's something to be. Said I'm right for with that. you. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, in fighting terms for people watching. Whenever you fight somebody and they're like, "Oh, he should win this fight," you go out and finish that guy. It's like, well, you did what you were supposed There's to something do. Something to be said. I for, just had. Yeah. I just had this conversation with someone earlier today. There's something to be said for doing what you're supposed to do. Dude, I so love like that. in boxing, right? Everybody knows in boxing at the beginning of a professional's career. It's kind of watered down, mm-hmm. and people build a record, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've heard, like, I'll give an example. I've heard people bitch about Keontae Irving and say, well, it's a time of Keontae's 9-0. He got nine knockouts. He ain't fight anybody. It's like, you're right. I was like, I mean, well, you know, he hasn't fought any killers, but there's nine knockouts there. Yeah. You got it. There's something yeah. to be said for doing, like, he's doing what everyone else does in blasting people out of there. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that. Totally agree. Not 9-0 and with one KO. Yes. And, you're, and three of your wins are meh. We don't know. You yeah. sold a lot of tickets, wins. Yep. You know? Yep. We know how it works. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's there's definitely something to be said for taking care of business and doing what you're supposed to do. Couldn't agree more It's like like So, like, back to the NFL. Let's say the Chiefs play. Uh, who's real bad this year? Um, Who knows? Who's going to be real bad? Uh, the Browns always. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs and like the Colts or something. Yeah, yeah the there Texans. you go. I don't know. So let's say Chiefs Texans. If the Chiefs win by three, that's a problem. If the Chiefs that's win bad. by minimum fifteen, okay. You did what you were we supposed, did what to supposed to do. Yep. You know. It's funny so. that you just had that talk because I think in those terms all the time when people say, oh, a fighter's never fought somebody. But like if they've got all first round finishes or something, it's like, what else do you want them to do? That's literally exactly how they should be performing in yeah. that case. I mean, you could critique it all the way down to if they got all, you know, they got all first round finishes. Can they go deeper? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, like I always that's, say, that's a good point. I, and funny, I just had this conversation with, uh, of all people, Mick Morrow. Nice. Like the OG of Pittsburgh MMA. Yeah. Um, we were talking the other day at Matt Leishark's birthday party, and he said, um, I was saying, I'd, I'd rather have a guy get there, or girl, get there at, because I do train a lot of girls now. Nice. Um, seven and, th- I'd rather someone get there at eight and two, seven and three, than 10 and 0. Mm. When, usually when you get there at 10 and 0, you haven't been tested. Interesting. If yeah. you're there at eight and two, seven and three, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get there at ten and zero, and you have been tested, all right, well, you that's got a awesome. Killer Even here. better, yeah, right. Yep. You know, so it's MMA is different. You gotta, uh, you're fighting people. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like you can even like. It's getting more so where people are getting catered to a little bit, but you still, you still gotta, you still gotta fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like 
boxing, you go out of town. Oh, we're the B side. We're out of town. It's like, how are we going to win? Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. got to knock out to win. Whereas in MMA, it's like, you just get a finish. There's <laughs> many it. ways it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you you're the so better fighter, options. you're yeah. probably going to win. Yes. So do you, you know. do you feel that MMA is more, I don't know if it, if it's predictable is the word I want than boxing in that way. Do you feel that in MMA, because to me, it's it's less predictable, right? Like crazy stuff can happen in MMA, whereas in boxing, most of the time, in my opinion, it seems like you can have a feel for who should win that going in. Maybe I'm off base here, though, because I, no, I don't watch no, boxing. No, definitely. Time. Yeah. Because there's so many more av- different avenues sure. to win. Like just in the thought process of like boxing, like I've thrown a Taiwan in fights. Mm. In MMA, that's like you got to be like. And the referee's got to be sleeping. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like you really got to. I've had this conversation with David Sachs, and it's like, mm. you really got to, like, it's really got to be like, oh, man, there's no way out here. Like, and it, like, we're talking, like, they're really getting beat on. Like, okay, this is a concern for their health. Mm-hmm. There's always an out because we've True. seen it how many times. Yeah. So you don't want to take that away. Right. You know, it's with jujitsu, and, you know, someone could be getting blasted and blasted and blasted. They don't go away. There's always an out. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. It's a good point. And it it's part of what makes MMA so fascinating for people, I think, is that you always have a chance. If you're still alive and still in the fight, man, there is a chance that you'll right. pull it off. Definitely. How many times have we seen it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's it's cool to hear you throw out Mick and Layshock, I think, right off the bat, just just to prove in case anybody had doubts how much of an OG you are in this game, man. I'm like I'm uh, stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked that you're finally here. It's weird that we're a hundred episodes in and haven't done this yet. This is one oh one, actually. This is one oh one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, with like we said, fighting one oh one. Yeah, exactly. Fighting one oh one with the professor, Chris Williams. But I wanted to jump back because obviously I've known. Yeah, you we for got a off while. topic. Yeah, dude, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point of a podcast. I love the ones that just go everywhere. Rattle. Yeah, exactly. I want to jump back to how you started because I i don't know this story. I don't know how you became a boxing coach, where your interest in boxing even started. I know um, nothing about your background. Uh, how far you want to go back? <laughs> Let, let's run it back to the first time that you knew you were interested in boxing at all. Like, did you watch a boxing match and you were like, okay, that's sick? No, Was it dude, in your family? We what? were, um, yeah. if anybody's <laughs> listening to this, there is a kid by the name of Blaine Taylor who. <laughs> If you know, you grew up with me, you know Blaine. Blaine was a wild one. Uh, so Blaine went to the Brookline Boxing Club, Charlie's Angels up in Brookline. Okay. And Blaine was doing his thing, and he was like, hey, guys, let's come up and box. And we all went, and I'm the only one that stayed. Blaine stayed a little bit, and then I stuck, and I was at Brookline for a little while, and then uh, Shorty Gruber started coming up and uh, helping coach up there. Mm. And he was opening a gym and I don't know, things, whatever. I ended up kind of gravitating towards Shorty. He took me downtown to 8th Street, which was Hogan's uh, pal, AC, Hogan's gym, which is where uh, Paul Spadafora and um, Jimmy, uh, it'll come back to me. I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to mispronounce his name, but um, it's where Spadafora and uh, trained, et cetera. And then um, from there, Shorty opened a gym up in Carrick, up at the top of Maytide. Nice. So then I went up there, trained there for a long time. I started coaching when I was young. I started coaching like um, I was like 21, 22. Damn. And I was like in that like back and forth, do I want to fight, don't I? Mm. I always said, dude, you know what? All, you know, 
remember um uh Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. Charlie Conway. Yeah. He always said I'd make a better coach than a player. Oh, for sure. When he said that, I don't know why that always stuck with me as a kid. <laughs> Mighty and Ducks. And here I am. That's beautiful. And um, you and Dempsey share a love for the Mighty Ducks. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I lived with my, um when I was younger, my mom, my mom's, well, my aunt and her two daughters lived with us for like a summer. And my cousin Lanny watched Mighty Ducks too. That was her, you know, every little kid has a movie. For sure. That was her every movie. Every day, loop that. Bro, I watched that movie <laughs> 700 times. All right, we're it's off It's not topic. a bad movie to see 700 <laughs> times, if we're being honest. It there, is. There's it a is. lot worse. Mighty Ducks 1 is better. I, yeah, I agree. Mighty Ducks 1 is an all-time D2's great. D2 is iconic, though, D2's too. D2 is iconic. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. For sure. As far as sequels go, especially. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry. We? You're 21, 22 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21, 22, started a coach. Um, And yeah, I was kind of going back and forth fighting here i'd fight here i wouldn't and then you know just a little bit of this little of that um i the first person i trained his name was christian george and um he got toot toot he got good fast yeah like it was very apparent that i was like oh well, maybe i do know maybe there's something here <laughs> nice and um he was probably the better one of the best either him or cc clark were the best junior fighters mm -hmm. in this area that particular time and uh so from there, I kind of was in and out. Um, you know, uh, there was times I wasn't in the gym at all. And then I was playing. I drank a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. um, I played poker, did it for a living for a while. I never knew that. Yeah. That's so awesome. I was back and forth with that. And, you know, what I mean, boxing was like when I when I stopped fighting and started coaching, I was going through that like pissed off, angry, like. Mm, uh huh. So there was a part of me that didn't even want to be like I like shunned it. Get it? You know yep. what I mean? Yep. That type of thing. And then um, Scott Bradley, OG Scott Bradley, got Carrick running again. He called me. He's like, "Hey, why don't you come up and coach? Let's, you know what I mean? Do you know whatever?" So I was just up there coaching the kids, doing you know whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Lay Shock got involved. And he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, I was pretty small-minded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Carrick boy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, dude, you're too good to just be in a gym, like in a hole in the wall. Like, not as a hole in the wall, but like, you know, he, he was like, sure. dude, just, just like tag along with me a little bit. Yeah. He was like, just, just stand next to me and you'll get opportunity and it's up to you to go from there. That's sweet. You know what I mean? So then after a little bit of time, he suggested, hey, dude, why don't you got... Uh, fight club they need a boxing coach mm. and i'm like no what year is this just to set the time i don't know. you think dude <laughs> a long time ago so <laughs> july in july this past july would have been eight would be eight years okay that i would have been at um the academy or, or fight club so got it so 2015 let's say eight years i'm in mma yeah now. okay yep and then uh yeah, who owned uh mick was selling a gym mm-hmm and then Greg was like, okay, let's do it. Yep. So Greg was like, that was 100% Greg just being like, hey, this is my friend. Oh, our, that look from? at that. Where'd that come from? Our oh, studio's okay. falling, it's apart. falling apart. Oh, my goodness. What a shoddy <laughs> business we're running. <laughs> um, they heard Greg Rudolph and they got scared and fell <laughs> right, off the wall. Right, <laughs> exactly. They didn't, want, they didn't want nothing with the lumberjack. Um, uh, so, yeah, so Greg, the, and Greg put me in that position 100% out of friendship. It wasn't a... It's just like anything else. Yeah. Who do you know? Yep. I yep. was not like 
It wasn't Greg looking at me. I mean, yeah, he thought I was good. Right. But he put me there as a friend as a friend and like, you know, whatever. And then it grew. Mark Mark then Mark bought it. He was like, We're keeping Chris. And then um Kama bought it. Yep. And then, you know, we went from there and we went moved down to what you call it? Uh West End. The West End down yeah. on Woodville. Yeah. And then after time, I had my kids boxing class and I was like, dude, I got to grow this a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I talked to Calm. I was like, dude, I'm going to move down the street. You know what I mean? I talked to Hotch about it. He's cool with it. He's going to let me use the garage. So I moved down there and um, I was coaching. I was still coaching on Mondays and Calm. I was like, dude, because the, the, the class at the academy, like the boxing class was like a it was like a fit, it was like a fitness class. Right. The fighters would work with me one on one. So he's like, dude, why don't you just you know like go do up, your thing? Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like, I'll do, and he's better at. Kama's got way more energy than I. Kama <laughs> way more energy than a lot of fucking people. <laughs> no doubt. You know what I mean? That's a so fact. like he's definitely better for a fitness. You know what I mean? Atmosphere yeah, yeah, yeah. type of get you know that type of thing. That's so funny. he's like, dude, why don't you just you know do your thing? So yeah. Now I'm doing my thing. Dude, that's awesome. So, so yeah. you started Yinzer boxing. When was that? That was pretty recent, right? That, a year? Yeah. That was, um, yeah, within the past, like, year. That's perfect. That was just me just like, all right, like, I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? Yeah. This is it. That's cool, so. man. What a what a journey. That I think that, that'll be inspiring for people to hear, though, because it's funny. And I we hear this a lot, like, on the podcast. I've heard this a lot with people where they're, like, kind of that imposter syndrome where they don't feel like they're really qualified for it. Like, why am I able to do this and somebody else isn't? But... You keep chasing that, and you. It sounds like you grew into. Obviously, you're one of the best coaches in Pittsburgh it's now. It's like it's not easy. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted at all. It mm-hmm. isn't like, like I was broke till I was like, I did. I'm 38. I'm gonna say maybe in like the last, maybe like f- four years ago, I could say like I'm comfortable financially that like I got my shit together. Right. But that was also a part on me, like. Of course. I had bad financial habits too. So sure. I had to, I had to seal that stuff. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's that always part of too. it. Sure. So but um yeah. That's that's, that's good. Here, here we are. Dude, I'm happy you to know, hear So I'm down out. once once I wasn't uh working Mondays, Hustleton, Chris Hustleton was like, dude, you train like eighty percent of the Matt Factory roster. Why don't you come out and help coach Monday nights with Dempsey and, and Isaac? Mm-hmm. So we shot the idea to Isaac, and Isaac was like, "That's a really good idea." So me and Isaac sat down, had some pizza, which was good pizza. What pizza? I don't remember. Dang. So I'll have to come back to you on that. It was <laughs> in, um, it was in Apollo by okay. one of his offices. But okay. I gotta say, it's good pizza because when people, I'm a pizza snob. Oh, dude, we got to get into some pizza then. And then people, that thought, people yeah. like <laughs> that will refer pizza to me. I'll be like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's about Cheyenne, to say a lot Cheyenne Hall too. referred a pizza spot to me before the fight for the fight on august 5th mm-hmm. and i went to it prior and it was also good because if not i would make her pay for that in morgantown um, it was in morgantown yeah it was called um pints and pies that was pretty good it's good they're, they're it was solid. good yeah yeah i went to wvu so i i know that pizza scene pretty well oh in you did yeah. nice pizza owls was dude my i got a funny there. story yeah. about lay shock <laughs> so he invites me over one night uh whatever i don't know what we're doing watch fights whatever i'm sure and he's like you know we're gonna order pizza and he's like all excited for me to try it and oh, this and that no. and he tried and i had it and he's like we think you know and i'm like it's all right it's good and he's like so disappointed he was like really man it's like the best, <laughs> I've ever had. The best. i'm like no it's really not do you Matt. remember who it was 
No. Uh, See, it's not even memorable it's not even enough memorable. To, no. to know the name. No. no. Well, dude, now I need. I like we we have to just transition right into Chris pizza. Williams' top five pizza joints in Pittsburgh. Rank. I need a ranking too, like one to five. In order. In order, dude. This is very important. Uh Minio's <laughs> number in, one. Hold on. Okay. Not in Mount Lebanon. Minio's in. Um, where is that? Swickley or Dang, um, dude? The only one Skull I know Hill? is the Mount Lebanon location. I always get the. It, yeah, it's over there. It's over by me. <laughs> Swickly, it's Swickly. Okay. Um, better than the OG. That's impressive. That or, is the OG. That is that the original is the location. That is okay. the OG. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that is the OG. Mount Lebanon is the second one. Wow. Yeah. This whole time a, I've there's been a too. slight. It's a very, very slight difference, but you can taste okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I can taste it. <laughs> um, Minias. Uh Number two, I'm gonna go. All right, so two and three are like a 2A and B. Okay. Interchanging. I'm going to put two at Fiori's mm -hmm. because I'm a South Hills boy. Yep. Okay, that's Brookline. <laughs> so I got to put that. I got to put that too. And that's the Fiori's. That's the OG Fiori's. It's not the one out in. Fiori's you know, is so good. Number three is Angela's. Okay. Uh, in Bloomfield. These are all good picks so Mark, far, dude. Mark Cherico put me onto, Bloom, onto that. He used to work there. And he, you know, when I had my, when Rory was born, mm -hmm. he was born at West Penn. So I was like, well, we're gonna get pizza across the street that Mark's been raving about, and it was it was that good. I drive occasionally. I'll drive over to Bloomfield to get it, but Minio's is only wow. Minio's is only like 15, 20 minutes from me now. So you can't beat that. Yeah. Um, four, Rockaway. <laughs> yeah, dude, Rockaway is my number one. Is it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. In Oakmont. Yeah. Uh, or, no, in uh, White Oak. White Oak. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, yeah White Oak. <sighs> I freaking um, love Rockaway. Five. This one's tough because mm. now now it's like, who are you going to leave out? You got to make that final right. call. <laughs> mm, let me think. I'm trying to think of who Jermaine Moy just told me a place that I got to have. And I, I suck. I can't remember the name. It was out. It's away from me. It's more like a Beaver County okay. pizza. It was, it's like deep. Sound like a deep dish pizza based on what he was describing. Those like deep or like, like um, pizza. Anthony's coal fire yeah, pizza. Yeah. That stuff's good. But it's not my style. I need like Italian, like I'm New right York, with you, like yeah. you know, yeah, New that York type of style, pizza. definitely all day. Right. Yeah, that's right. Rockaway. Okay, here's my number five, and it's not. I don't think it's. It's not owned by the same people, so it's not the same. Anthony's Pizza and Carrick. Oh, I, I don't even that know that there. one. Yeah, that's the old school. That's nice. uh. So Anthony's Pizza was if you lift, like if I lifted the pie up. The grease would drip off of it. That's beautiful. It was. That's beautiful. It's the greasiest pizza you've ever had in your and life. And that's what you need. No doubt that's about it. That's what you need. And that was a Carrick staple forever. That's what, um, you know, you baseball after baseball games, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. P their pizza bagels were the best. P they served their own pizza bagels. They were the pizza bagel. Like, like I don't, I didn't know of pizza bagels until right. Maybe I was just young and I was the only picture got. Them. Sure, sure. But, like yeah. ba everybody knows bagel bites, I assume, but like. Seeing an actual pizza joint doing yeah. like good pizza bagels, you right. don't see that. That too was often. their. That's that was awesome. their, That's what they were known for: pizza bagels and their iced tea. Was it? You know what? <laughs> Boom! I'm a, you know, whoa! I didn't even think about this, and I know how this tea could be made because Ooh. a friend of mine's mother used to work there, and I'm gonna hit her up on it, dude. That's Anna, it. I'm coming after. <laughs> I'm coming after Anna's tea. I gotta talk to my buddy Dog. Yep. Heads up, and it's happening. Um. Yeah. It. It. Um. You know what? 
I think I remember the secret ingredient. That's I'm not awesome. gonna say. Yeah, it. don't say it out loud. But you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, that uh wow. Yeah, that tea was that's probably second to Turner's. This is also the tea episode. What was the OG character tea you said? Coltrion. Coltrion. You know what? It's yeah. probably okay. It's probably Coltrion tea with the secret with ingredient. With the secret ingredient that's added. It. Oh man. See, that's a good move. I'll text it to you. That's a beautiful yeah, thanks. Do that. I love that. That sounds I'm a tea guy too. Like I love all teas for sure. For some reason, I don't know. This might be sacrilegious, but the diet turners is better than the not diet to me. It's a little lighter. It's like yeah, easier no. to drink, not as syrupy. Um, yeah, that, no. It's just your preference. Yeah, there's no wrong answer. No. I don't think with turners, the diet you like. I know a lot of people like the diet better. Yeah, yeah. It's just like easier to drink. Have right. you? Did you try the Turner's icy light? Yep. <laughs> what do you think? Um, <laughs> so the first time I had it was at the pirate game. Okay. And it was delicious. Right. But I was already a couple, <laughs> like a few beer. I was already buzzed up. Right. And then the second time I had it, where was I? I can't remember. It was recent and I bought one and I was like, hmm, I'm saying as good as I remember it. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's not. Yeah. It's not terrible. I totally agree. It doesn't have the thing that it does is it doesn't have the Iron City takes away the Turner's like that stale aftertaste, mm-hmm. and then the Turner's takes away the Iron City like river taste, right? <laughs> river Which taste. is delicious. That's by perfect. Way. It is delicious. <laughs> I think so too. But that's that's a good point. I love it, and, and I think at a Pirates game is the ideal situation for an icy Turner's. It doesn't get there's no better well, yeah, application. Yeah, because you're like sitting there, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is, what, 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 you know, Where, we're down 12 1 again? <laughs> Shit. All right, give me another one. Give me another one of those. <laughs> well, and at least you feel good, like, with that backdrop, that stadium, it is the most gorgeous stadium it in is, America. Um, anyone you talk to that's been there, yeah, that's they, been around the block, been a lot of stadiums, mm-hmm. say that PNC Park is definitely. Top three. Yeah. Um, I've heard San Francisco Stadium. That's my really, really nice. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been there. Okay. When I covered the Pirates in like 2018 or 19 or so, I got to go to quite a few ballparks. My my favorite is Camden. Yeah. Oh, dude, Camden's beautiful. That place is majestic. I love that. Yeah. That was my favorite I've been to. When we vacation, I try and like, I've actually like, we'll actually vacation around like schedules, baseball schedules sometimes. Like, try and catch a game. Is that your main sport? Is baseball your favorite Baseball's sport? Baseball's my favorite sport, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Over boxing? Yeah. <sighs> nice. Yeah. So you grew up a big Pirates guy? Yeah. Who's, like, your favorite Pirate of the 90s? Who was your guy growing up? Did you have one? Um, <laughs> I would say... Um, Andy Vance like I mean what a pick how could you not yeah yeah nobody's gonna talk shit or on Jay that Bell one. maybe Jay Bell's classic yeah that's a good one too solid yeah. these youngsters nowadays won't know they, no. they won't know no who do they have to look up to now that's what's like kind of Andrew McCutcheon I guess yeah it's like Kutch for the new generation but then right. who's after him that's the problem like who's gonna be the next guy kind of thought Key Brian Hayes would be the guy and it's not looking that way he's played a lot better yeah in the past but still, it doesn't seem like he's going to be like an iconic guy. I don't know. It's tough to say. Baseball's different. Baseball's that's a 
that's a sport that like you can level up fast. Yeah, yeah. right. Like the yeah. learning curves. You know, it's very, very, very minor adjustments, and it's like boom! Wow, you're the best pitcher in the league. Now. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, it's very, very minor adjustments. So, I don't yeah, know. we saw what Mitch Keller did earlier in the year. Obviously, everybody thought he was man, just ho hum, Mitch Keller. But Mitch then he is looked amazing. Like, so I'm big in the I play fantasy baseball heavy. Oh, and nice. uh, so I know like the land. I know a lot. Yeah, in the landscape. <laughs> Every year, it's like Mitch Keller. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. <laughs> Throw a dart at him at the end of your draft. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and this is the year. Finally happened. Right, yeah. it finally happened. Um, this pi- The Pirates, they were just voted the number one farm system. I saw that, which um, is cool. Yeah. Them re-signing Brian Reynolds mm-hmm. was shocking. Shocked me, too. Because, like, I drafted him big time this year. Nice. I thought he, oh, not only is he good, but... He, I thought he was going to get traded to a better team. <laughs> right. You know and what I mean? A better lineup yeah, that would yeah. get more counting stats. And, he, and yeah. then when they resign him, it's like, wait, we're going to actually try and win? I know. That blew I, me that's away. That's what I'm saying. Like, you actually did that. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. They're working on it. I genuinely think, you know, it's easy to get down on the Pirates, and it's the, it's the hip thing to do to just trash them. But I see, like, I feel like they're trying to, man. I do. Now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It, it remains to be seen <laughs> it's because, such a, like, yeah. what was that year we won what ninety two games and the next year they dumped the whole they team. dumped everybody. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. like, and not we know what Nutting is. He's just collecting checks. Yeah, he's not really caring. The know. Reynolds signing could have been a big smokescreen. Like, here, let's act like we care. That's and what then I'm not actually maybe. care. Yeah, you know, do it. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe we'll here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> right. So when I covered the team, it was Reynolds' rookie year. Okay, and I. It was Mitch's rookie year as well. So I got to cover Mitch's like first start ever out in right. Cincinnati. Let up a home run on his first at bat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. And but Reynolds even then was pretty good. Like yeah. we could tell right away, like uh, th- this guy's got something going right. on. He's real cool too. He's good, like funny personality to me. I do like think a robot. That, like regardless how ownership does things, I think we're gonna you're gonna see lightning in a bottle here, like we're like right around the corner from being real good. Yeah. And like young good too. Yeah. Like everybody's oh, yeah. young. Right. So it's not like a, we got to get rid of these guys. Like they don't cost anything yet. We're not going right. to pay. We're have a bunch of people pissed off. But of course. Yeah. I think we're like maybe two or three years away from, it's going to be us and the Reds. The I Reds agree are, with you. The, the Reds, Reds are, are nasty. Nasty. They are. They're they li- are. every, like they have, they have so many people coming up that don't like, like, they're like this guy's a surefire like all star, yeah. and they have nowhere to put him. That is and a crazy like problem to have. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they got nowhere to put him. I hate that it's the Reds, <laughs> but like you got to respect it at some point. Just like the I don't Bengals, mind the Reds. Yeah, Barry Larkin was one of my favorite players nice. ever. What so, a yeah, what a guy to pick. Number eleven. That's my favorite number for that reason. Did you have his batting stance when you played? No. I had actually coincidentally I had Andrew McCutcheon's. No, not but not of, yeah obviously. obviously yeah no. I um my dad taught me to hit that way, nice. Um, where because that's the way he hit. You mm-hmm. hold the ball because a lot of pitchers will wait. Well, they, you can't do it now with the pitch clock. True, but a lot of pitchers will wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and then deliver. And your your arms it's tired. You're just There's, frozen. Yeah, just, yeah. just chill. Yeah. Just let the bats sit on your ring, and then when they go in their lineup, you you stance up. That's awesome. So that's yeah. That's I did. I hit exactly like Andrew McCutcheon. That's pretty cool. Same results as well when you yeah, hit, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, not at all. I never had a home run my entire life. Dang. Do you I think was you good. could now? 
Huh? Like, like if we took you to a high school field and just lobbed them at you, how yeah. many hits do you think it would take for you to jack one? Oh, what's a high school field? I have no like idea. Like 330? Something like that, if that. No, not, no. I'm too weak. <laughs> I'm not. I, gotta, I, re- I do. I need to start lifting weights more. I've been telling myself because, like, I train people that are, like, like, my body's giving out. Yeah. My back hurts. I get massages. Nice. But, like, I get the recovery, but I need to get stronger. Because right. it's just, like... That's what's happening. I respect the fact that you're just like, no, I couldn't do it. No, so many guys no, would be I'm like, not strong oh, enough. give me, give me 20, no, give me 20 pitches. Enough. I'll get one. No, I'm not strong enough. I never was. Yeah. I was always a runt. I was always a little kid. I played shortstop, second base. I batted first. I bet, or if I didn't bat first, I batted sixth. Right. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the guy I was. I got on base and I stole. Nice. You know, I was that guy. That's perfect. Was boxing super appealing to you for that reason? Because, you know, weight classes, the smaller guy has a chance, things like that. Um, I don't know. Or did you just? Like I never really thought people? about that. Yeah, but looking back on it now that you give that question, probably because I'm a very um, uh, I don't want to say stubborn. My wife would be like, "Yeah, right," <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how to word it. Yeah, because it's not like I don't take new ideas in. I take new ideas in all the time. You have like, to. Yeah, you're right. But like, it's definitely like I know what i want right you know like i know nothing wrong with that yeah. and definitely like team sports probably aren't for me i'm that I definitely get definitely I get what that you're type of person for sure although baseball is a lot of individual it is it's a lot of individual, individual compliments sport. that yeah. runs into a team sport for sure. whereas like football you gotta all be on you the all same gotta page. be on the same yeah. page I'd, I'd have been the kid like offsides all the time. Like, <laughs> like settle down chris chris is going rogue you know again. what i mean <laughs> that's right. hilarious <laughs> i love that analogy but it does make sense and i think even nowadays even the bigger sport than boxing would be jujitsu for people to get into if you're the tinier guy that doesn't matter in jujitsu like that's the whole point that was the whole foundation of like jujitsu's creation the point of it. yeah it's the point of the creation of yep. jujitsu which is beautiful yeah, I tell to people see. i tell people all the time like like females in particular, like if you if you want Ryan peeking in over if here, if you want to, um, and I'm a striking coach, you know what I mean. <laughs> if you want like the best um, defense for a street situation, it's jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Because you can couldn't defend yourself. More. Like yeah. I couldn't. Like looking at like just thinking about it off the top of my head, like Nicole uh, mm-hmm. Daly, uh, yeah, calm his wife. They're, yeah, they are married now. They are. They yes. are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finally. So Nicole's situation, like, she's not getting, like, if some guy mug, tried mugging her, like, say she's walking in that, like, she's walking to her car, some guy tried tackling her and, and having his way with her, it's not happening. No, they'd have a bad He time. would have to bludgeon her. Right. It's not happening. You're not going to have your way with her. No it's way. It's not happening. Yeah, zero percent chance. Not happening. No way. Period. Yep. Like, think about that. If you're a girl Isn't and you're listening crazy? to this right yeah. now, and you're walking to your car by yourself and you have those fears, like I'm telling you right now that I can name several people off the top of my head: Nicole Daly, Carly Joe Thomas. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? The list Cheyenne, goes on. You said earlier, Cheyenne, yeah. um, Selena, just any female that's a good jujitsu practitioner, a blue belt that doesn't take that long to acquire. Mm-hmm. I want to say I don't want to downgrade it All but right. it's not i know like, what you mean it's yeah. not like it's not a lifelong investment yeah, it's not yeah. like a six-year investment it's mm-hmm. it's showing up every day for in doing your doing your work for a year or two yep and now you can defend yourself in a in a situation where otherwise you couldn't yeah like it, it's silly to me that 
people kind of exercise and don't learn to defend themselves. I agree with way. you. Yeah, I get it. I don't I, know. I totally get wrong. it. It. I don't think you're wrong at all. And I always say it's interesting as, especially as an adult male, mm-hmm. right? Like if I go get in a street fight, there, there's a chance I'll knock somebody out just with a crazy point. Like any adult male basically has that capability. I'm not going to luck into a Kimura. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is a very specific and skill set. And it's just set. the point of like understanding your body weight and your body yeah. position. And, you know, you know exactly. some idiot's going to leave their arm out there. Yep. And you're going to take and it. And being comfortable with that feeling. Right. And it's just, a very, anybody who's ever started jujitsu. Like it's literally the last place you want to be is in someone's guard. So if you don't understand what that means as a female, it's the missionary position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you're in the situation you don't want to be in, be in, they're trying to put themselves exactly where the fuck you want them to be. Yeah. Good luck, homie. Yeah. yeah you that, know that's ended very poorly for right. you. So it's a good point, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's interesting. When you started boxing, I think it's fun. Like, run it back to Blaine when Blaine got you started. <laughs> Did you start just as? I'm just going to see what happens here. Did you think you were going to actually compete? What did no. What did you think yeah, just, at the time? Whatever. Just going to go try this. I was a baseball this. player. You know, I I was a baseball and a soccer player. Nice. And it's like, okay, whatever. Try this. And Did you like it right off the bat or did it have to like grow on you? Um. Honestly, I don't know that I liked it. Oh. It wasn't like a, like a, ooh, I love this. It was more like That's a, a answer. competition. Okay. Like, like, okay. Like that, like this is, holy fuck, this is competition. I'm going to yeah. punch you in the face. You're going to punch me in the face. This is about as a co- real deal. Competitive as it. I don't, th- I didn't think that way then, but looking back, you mm-hmm. ask good questions, by the way. I try, dude. You know, <laughs> I've done but, this. But uh, looking back, times. yeah, it's probably just a competition because I'm, at this point, I'm, like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody as competitive as me. Yeah. And like I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. I can not s- almost, it's a fact. For sure. And I can see that. I think it's fun for anybody who's been around the fight game and seen you corner somebody. You can see it. You're a oh, different people don't like me. You're a different guy on people fight. People like really are. like like I come off as I'm very fairly aware that I come off as an asshole. <laughs> and and like I try not to be. And like, um, I'll tell you something funny in a second. <laughs> but I try not to be, but like I'm so competitive. Yeah. And sometimes that like it'll come out and it's like, I'm willing to do anything for them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll, in fact, just thinking of that, to do anything for them. I'll give you two stories, John DeJesus. Nice. He goes, I said to him one time after a fight, I go, Oh, he goes, he goes <laughs> to me when he knocked out um uh in Ohio, he knocked out uh what's his name? Dude, fuck Connor for two Roller, for Josh Roller. Roller, Josh Roller. Yeah. Knocks out Josh Roller. And he's like, yo, he's like, I, after my fights or the fights, I always watch. Like, I watch them over and over and over again. If you don't know that, John, like when his fight's over. Immediately watching it. Immediately. That's funny. Immediately. Nothing wrong with that. Like, like immediately, like nonstop, over and over again, doesn't sleep. Like Mackenzie's like, go to bed, dude. No, he's just. Over and over again. I just see what's like. I watch fight seven times. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you won or lost. You know what I mean? Whatever. That's but great. But he's like, I always look around and see what everyone else is doing. Oh, you know? Okay. And he was like, You were standing on the on on a chair. <laughs> what were you doing? I was like, Well, I was screaming at Ohio, um, something about Pittsburgh and fuck you and 
we're better than you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and he's like, yo, every fight afterwards, there's something you say that you're like, I probably shouldn't have done that. So That's beautiful. Hey, but, man, that's a good, passionate coach. Yeah, there's no right. shame in that. But I, oh, I, yeah. I've done better. I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, where, what was I with John? There was another story I was going to give you. You got me rambling. There were two John DeJesus stories, yeah. The other one got away, but oh. that's fine. Yeah, there okay, go. the one that, uh, the, the other one about I'll do anything for them. Just mm. to give, I'm not bragging. I'm just, this is a cool story. And it's a good example. And this is when I tell Mackenzie this. This is when I won John over. Nice. Um, We were in New Jersey, at Atlantic City. When John fought for LFA, he fought Adi Alik. Okay. Okay. And Adi had just signed with LFA and he was someone they were trying to build. And they brought mm. John in to lose. And John mm. smoked them. And that's not the, the guy you want to bring in for somebody to smoke. Well, after the fight, <laughs> now we, they saw, know. we yeah. saw the dude in the elevator, like whatever, uh, the uh, Arius in the elevator. And he's like, why is your record what it is? And he was like, oh, I took some bad fights early on in my career, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This and that, you know, they saw right away what John could be. Yeah. And um, so after the fight, we're in the casino and we're walking through and we see Audie. Mm. and he comes over and like starts running his mouth so actually i gotta backtrack wow. i gotta backtrack so in the corner and now i'll give audie some credit a little bit okay <laughs> i was talking shit in the corner because it works like listen if i can get in your head and you look like if i say something and you're looking at me that's helping my guy Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like, when I run my mouth at you, I understand, like, try and be a little more focused on the fight because <laughs> I'm, it isn't personal. Yeah. I yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and Audie's, you know, whatever. He, I forget what his, he kicked or something. And it was like real slow. And John just walked out. I was like, what is that? Come on. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> counter that. That's what it was. I wanted John to counter. Like, what is that? Keep counter. So he said, I crossed the line with what I said during the fight. Whatever, dude. You're crybaby. So fight's over. He would not shake John's hand. Mm. He wouldn't shake any of our hands. So then we're out in the um, uh, in the casino. He sees us, and he stops us, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Patton was there. It nice. was me and Patton cornered. And he's like, you know, this and that starts running his mouth, whatever. And everything's cool. And he's like, you know, whatever saying you know you fight like a pussy this and that da 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 wow and Patton's like you should learn some footwork and maybe you'd be able to catch up to John you know what I mean <laughs> like blah 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 yeah and um whatever just like stupid shit and so then he's like let's do it again says that to John like let's let's do it again and John being who he is is like yeah fuck yeah let's go <laughs> and he puts his hand out the other Audi puts his hand out for John to shake and John goes to shake his hand as if like, yeah, we're going to do it again. Uh, and that's when I stepped in. I was like, fuck. No, I literally was like, fuck you. And I banged both their hands out of the handshake and got right in his face, pushed him back and was like, fuck you, dude. You're a fucking bitch. Get the, f you know what I mean? And yeah, just went yeah. in and was like, you like, blah, blah, blah. Now you're going to try and shake our hands. Get out of here. Da, da, da. And I went after him. I was like, I was ready to fight him. <laughs> and Mackenzie steps in between. And I think at that point, John was like, okay, maybe this dude. <laughs> You know, this dude's He's real. on my side. Yeah, a he's bit. on my yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, but, uh, man. That's intense. Yeah, it happens. There's emotions in this sport. In, in you fighting. have to yeah. be. Yeah. You have. You have to be 
it 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 happens like that's like you said there's intense emotions you got to stand up for yourself people will walk the fuck all over you mm-hmm. it's a, the cheyenne's last fight yeah we're getting ready to walk out cheyenne's still pissed about it <laughs> he's like oh he's talking shit to my coaches i'm like whatever so we're getting ready to walk out and where we're standing there's like some space in between us but not a lot like 25 feet sure and she's getting ready to walk out and her coach is like uh he looks over at us he looks at me isaac and dempsey and he's like uh he says um he's like this is our house and he's he start clapping 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 and you know getting into it getting yeah. her hyped up whatever sure. uh, whatever nothing wrong with that's that. cool yeah. that's cool but don't look he looked at us and did one of these all over us mm. and was like, this is our house. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. And like, right. so as he's walking away, he's grinning on us. And Isaac being polite Isaac turns yep. his head and That's like funny. just kind of smirks and is like, what an idiot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, me being the city boy I am, well, what the <laughs> fuck are you looking at? Oh, there's the Carrick. And he keeps going. And Dempsey's like, chill. You know, he <laughs> yeah. grabs me. He's like, chill, dude. So we go and we fight, and the fight's over. And the guy comes over, polite, like walked over a corner, nice. cool as hell, shaking hands. But there's nothing wrong with saying checkmate. <laughs> Listen, you yelled at us. You wanted to be arrogant. You wanted to whatever. So I pat, like when he shook his hand, I patted him on his shoulder. I was like, this is our house. <laughs> And that was it. And I just kept casually going <laughs> to the next person, shaking their hands. You know what I mean? Uh, nice. But it was fun. Dude, if that if, shit's fun, that's it. You know what I mean? If you give it, you got to be able to receive you it. You got to be able to receive that's it. it. That's Yeah. You got to be able to receive yep. it. That's. You got to be able to receive it. John DeJesus, Aaron Pico. Everyone knows. Yeah. He ran right across the ring, looked right at me and was like, Let's you got to be able to receive it. For sure. You, you have know? to. Have to. Beautiful. I, think I loved it. That's what's awesome. That's part of the sport that I love almost more than anything is seeing that dynamic after the fight too. Yeah. How are you going to respond to that trash talk? And dude, like all the way up to the UFC, you can say when guys talk trash, they're setting themselves up. The pressure is crazy. Oh yeah. When, when you do that to yourself, emotions run high, and like you know, there's there's nothing wrong with releasing that emotion. Yep. And having some fun. Yep. Totally. But don't just don't be disrespectful. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like there's a line. Like yeah. um for two for seven when Elijah Davis did his backflip. Yeah. Whoever said he was wrong, fuck you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> what what's wrong with that? What's the difference between Elijah doing a backflip, jumping on the cage, flexing? Yeah. What's the difference? For sure. The kid can do a backflip. Cool. Well, that was a backflip. Was it? Let's oh, be oh, honest. Oh, did, what happened? <laughs> he didn't land it? Yeah, no, it was bad. Oh. Elijah, I'll say that to your face. That it was, was a bad, bad backflip. We're going to work on it. <laughs> I love Elijah. We're going to work on it. I wouldn't be saying that. We're yeah. going to work on it. He got a lot more wins coming. He, we're going to work on it. Dude, Elijah. That should be his thing now. I totally because agree. Because back in the, you could, you could go be like, hey, look, remember when I fucked up my backflip? Well, here it is. <laughs> now I'm back. Now I'm a gymnast. <laughs> yeah, he could do it. Oh, he dude, he's a freak the athlete. There's no doubt he can do it. attempted it and couldn't Yes. Shows the type of courage yes. and type of resilience of a person that he has. That's so funny. Cause I think we talked about this on a on a different podcast at some point. I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but I was like, just attempting a backflip says it all. Like I'm not gonna. I would never attempt a backflip. The point is he didn't 
he wasn't confident in landing it. He just did it. He, he was excited. Did. That shows that he was just excited. Exactly. This is what he felt like doing. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Like Maybe it, he's practicing. He's trying to do them. Yeah. <laughs> like if you can't do it, like you, I, you just said you can't hit a home run. I know I can't do a backflip. I'm not going to, I'm never in my mind am I thinking, I should do a backflip mm -hmm. right now. I'm going to just try a backflip. <laughs> like there's no part of me that I could thinks never, that's I realistic. I could begin to do a backflip. I've Eli tried. I believe Elijah can land it though. And I, I honestly think he should like do it at the mat factory or something just to film it. Just just to get some good, tell you what, good we'll tape do, out there. We'll start doing it. Try, try the, try the I will. mixture if you're ready. We'll start uh, doing some training sessions. Do you got more ice? I don't know if we do, but I'll check on you. Um, Maybe I'll have him do like, at the end, we'll do like three back, like a handful of backflips. Get a couple practice backflips. I don't think in. we do, unfortunately. Okay. No ice in that. Mini Get a fridge. couple uh, practice backflips in. That's a good call. I brought those ice cubes from home because I care about you, sir. Those are beautiful ice cubes. <laughs> you know nice. what? I don't have those ice cubes. I need those. You get them... Uh, the whiskey cubes. Yeah, get them pretty much anywhere. Right. You know, just those little molds. They're nice. Get the big cube, but that they didn't disappear very fast. This studio is hot. I apologize for how hot it is in I here. I feel good. Yeah, nice. There was... Uh, it was uh, Calvin Harbaugh before he fought Ethan Goss. He was in here. I asked for him. Did you? Nice. Okay. He was the first person we asked for. Nice. For, for the October 21st for Patton. I didn't even know that. Yep. That's breaking news for people. the first person we asked for. Dude, that must have gone he straight didn't to do, He wouldn't want to do 45, which yeah. I understand. I get I that forgot too. about that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're right. As soon as Ryan really said that, I was you're right, yeah. 35. Forgot yeah. about that. He is a 35. He's, he's a good fighter, but I like him, all due respect, Patton yeah. will whoop his ass. Pat, that's a good fight, dude. Like, I would love to see that fight. I get a hold of Patton. You don't think? Nope. In fact, Ryan said, because I told Ryan, he's like, what do you, you know, I told, I told you in the past, and like when we first talked about it, I was like, it'd be nice to get someone that wants to stand a little bit. Right. You know? Right. And Ryan, the first thing Ryan said was like, dude, he's going to try and shoot immediately. Yeah. And it's going to be a grappling match. I said, just because he wants to get a hold of power. Doesn't mean he's getting Does a hold. not mean yeah. he can. And then... I brought up the 24-foot cage. Mm. And I said, this new cage size is a big difference. Yeah. There's no more jab cross. Um, rush them into the cage. Rush them into the cage. Yeah. There's no more jab, one leg kick. Oh, your, your base is compromised. Let me let me sprint at you. And uh -huh. now you're on the cage. Uh -huh. It's going to take three to four sequences to put someone on a cage. Yep. So... That's fun. And yeah. that's also breaking news for people. So fun. Oh, this is, is a it? good. No, that's fine. That. No, I'm glad you said it. Good. That's good for people to hear. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that we've been obviously thinking of for a long time. Some people love the small cage. I have been. Some people hate the small cage. I. It's bigger now. <laughs> so let me tell you who hates the small cage. Uh, Chris Williams. Will Morrell. Uh, TK Damaris, uh, Matt Layshock. All right, keep basically going. anybody, any striking coach yeah, in yeah, the yeah, area. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, that cage was a fucking phone booth. Oh, dude. And so, here's the thing, yeah. bro. The rules are already set for wrestlers in this area. We know that. Yeah. Like the way they're like that's the why you get, you get a lot of kids. Yeah. I'm not talking shit, but you get a lot of kids that. They go four, five, and zero. Oh, wrestle, fuck everybody, and then they get the ground and pound. It's whoa, whoa. That's yeah. what this is. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. You know, oh, excuse me, but um, yeah. So this new cage size is a big difference. We're stoked about it for sure. Me too. Yeah. 
You're talking what? So you said it's four foot extra yeah. on each. So it's twenty four feet. the The current one is twenty. Okay. And this one's twenty four. So yeah, like no matter which direction you go, you've got four more feet than usual. That's a lot of feet. Crazy. That's a lot of space. It's crazy. It's gonna look a lot different for sure. It's nice, man. That's a lot of space. Yeah. Are you guys gonna get? Are you guys looking at bigger venues? Yeah, that's, just, that's certainly a thought because too. I know I've been in the I've stood next to Matt Leishark with the promotion game, and that's you got the bigger cage. That means you got less seats. Yes. Well, if you put it in the same place, so, correct. Right, correct. Right. So we're yeah we're working on stuff cool. on that front. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Not ready to break that. Quite yeah, yet, that's but. cool. That's cool. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't expect you to. So. Yeah. We got a. Uh, I know. You know. So this is fun. I for see. People. I connect the dots. Yeah, dude. You're smart. You can't get nothing past Chris Williams. <laughs> but while while we're on that topic, the bigger cage, we kind of alluded to. It was like an Easter egg for people who who maybe knew. We signed that big. There's a big pro heavyweight fight on this Cincinnati card. You know what? Um, who is it? Cameron Kinzig and Raiden Kovacs. Okay, Bar- yeah. You know what? Chris Hustleton said that to me. I don't know who mm-hmm. they are, okay. but Hustle's like, because, you know, he follows all the big boys. He right. was like, dude, that's a good fight. It's a legit yeah. fight, dude. Cameron Kinzig from Immortal, so trains under Matt Brown and Mark okay. Coleman. Yeah. He's 3-0 and pro, and they, they think he's like the next thing. Okay. And Bauerhouse, Raiden Kovacs, same deal. Like, Where, what's Bauerhouse? Where's that? Frederick, Maryland. They Who's just from Powerhouse. Cody Matthews just upset Victor Lapari in Washington. He's the guy that knocked out Victor Lapari. Is um Hogaback trains there some too. That's like his original home. That's gym. not where uh, Sean Susser's from, is it? No, that's a uh, ground control, I think. Okay. In Baltimore. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Like yeah. he could grapple. Susser's good, dude. Yeah, he could grapple. He's continued to be really good too. I think he just had his first pro loss, actually, if I recall. But he was on a tear. Like was Patton his debut as well? It was no, definitely he Patton's was debut. One he was one to know when he okay. fought Patton. Yeah, well, I know he won a few after that too in like very dominant fashion. I was like, turns out that guy's just super yeah. legit. Yeah. Right. But yeah, anyway, we we signed that huge pro fight. They're both six six, two sixty five, like two just giant heavyweights. So we kind of did the jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, if you nice. knew we meant cage, you knew, but we didn't really tell anybody. So that was an Easter egg. But now, yeah, we just cool. officially said it. Yeah. Um. This is like. So, people that don't know the size difference, like Kama and I have talked about this, 20 feet, the UFC is 30 feet. Yeah, I know. Isn't that, that's nuts. 20 feet to 30 feet. Like, you're literally talking about like half court to full court basketball. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different ball game. That's such a good analogy. I love that. And like, it's, you look at the UFC cage- and you're like, okay, <laughs> 30, we see, we see why big, this is dude. this big. Yeah, yeah. You better be. They, they, they don't. They want to see people go to war. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you see people that can really like in in that size cage, that can really grapple and get a hold of you, and and the wrestling's that good that it's they're always taking you down. It's like, cool shit. Wow. That's there's impressive. a lot of there's a lot of you're not wrestling in a small space, right? You know, right. But back to that. This new cage in this new area of fun that yeah. we can have. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be, it's a good thing for you guys because for 247, you guys are going to get a lot more knockouts, a lot more um, sellable content. Mm. You know, like you're going to get a lot of people yeah. getting blasted. Yeah. People want to see people get knocked out. Oh, they, people you love know, Subs knockouts. are fun. Yeah. 
I but like when too. people get knocked out, that's <laughs> it really, really sells. Yeah. And oh yeah, those are the highlights. Like they say, yeah. wrestling wins championships. Uh, striking sells tickets. Well, facts. You got, you're about to sell some tickets. I've never heard that, but that's never perfect. heard that. No, no, I love that though. Oh, Curtis Blades said that. Okay, yeah, nice. It makes sense. It's There's very some sense true. To it. Very There's true. Sense oh, that's it. when he like became a striker. I assume is when yeah, he he's said still that. Still not a striker. But like when he thought I he like was a striker for a little bit. I, I do like what they're doing with him though. I, I yeah. like from watching the way they've built him. Mm-hmm. And I've cornered against him before. I know with Milstead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do like what they've done with him. Um, they bring him down Broadway too much. Like he kind of runs into stuff. Mm-hmm. But for what he does, it makes a little bit of sense. They were, yeah. You know, a little more head movement would work. He's a superb athlete. He dude. is. He's yeah. a freak. Yeah. I remember, I remember when he walked out. And it was like, where the fuck you so big? <laughs> yeah. It was like, holy And Milstead fuck. was never a big heavyweight. Even at his biggest, no. he wasn't like a big heavyweight. It was like, wow. Yeah. Like, whoa, ooh, yeah. Why he's so big? <laughs> holy shit. That that fight you know? was hard to watch, man, honestly. Like, the injury is one thing. You just yeah, never want right. to see that. And then it just kept happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God. Right. Please. Right. How was that conversation? Well, while we're just being totally on it, what was the conversation there? Because... I'm sure you heard it too. There was so much backlash of like, why didn't his corner stop that fight? Oh, um, well, they brought Mark on Cherico. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Brian Stan? Yeah. yeah. Brian Stan brought Mark on like the next week or two okay. after. And um, because Mark centered. It was me. Yeah, Mark centered. And I didn't even get to go in because immediately he was caught. So right. the top man went in, it was only right. Mark. And um, yeah, Mark went on right away. Adam he didn't tell us didn't want it stopped yeah didn't want it stopped See, that's he what i thought was like he come back and was like we had no like you know i mean he did just get need in this in that same spot like 30 times by a free like a, a giant yeah so like obviously like it hurt he's, he's yeah. gonna limp back like he's just <laughs> yeah. got need in the thigh 30 times uh, he's limping back to the corner and he yeah he didn't tell us and that was that that's Adam the, put that on Twitter after too to like I back remember. us up. Yeah, for sure, for but sure. Like, he yeah, he didn't. Back. He didn't say. He was like, you know, yeah, yeah. What was that? He that's was that. He didn't tell us. <laughs> isn't, isn't that funny though? The way the internet culture works with that, where they're just like ready to pounce. Oh, on they were ready. Anything, to, they killed dude. us. Yeah, but yeah. it was good. Like, dude, like, it was such a good experience in the sense that like, my first time in the show, like I was belittled. Mm. you know mm-hmm. it was like this dude don't know what he's doing right and like right. they were like he don't know what he's doing like why would you send him out there he don't care about it you know wow. could have been could have went you know i didn't even consider that and yeah. it was like cool like what's <laughs> what, what, what's next you know yeah Whatever. it's not getting worse from here mm-hmm. right exactly yeah what what a crazy experience. what was that like for you your first time cornering a ufc fighter like have- uh, i just took it in yeah I remember um, that was the one time that I, like, it was my first time. So I was literally, like, a rookie. Right. Like, literally. As rookie as it gets. Yep. People don't understand that either, how, like, you're standing there and Bruce Buffer's there screaming. Like, you, you know, you got to keep your emotions together, too. You got to keep your head in in cool to, to... you know, tell them what they need to be done and et cetera. It's, it's different. It's a different atmosphere. People don't understand. Like, yeah. I'm still here for a reason. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? I've, I've been there, done that a few times. I've been there. It's, it's, it's a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know, you gotta be, 
you'll get to a point where you realize that people just talk. It's a, you know, good, bad, and ugly. You put yourself in a position to be talked about. That's what you want, right? Yeah. So, but that um that first one, yeah, it was. I took it in. I remember standing there, and I was up on the uh like up on the corner standing, and looking around at like who's there. And so, first off, before we even went out, Guy Fieri comes out of the... No way. Yeah, of yeah, all people. Of all people. So, Guy Fieri comes out of the bathroom. So, Adam's all pumped up. And he's, like, <laughs> you know, getting himself psyched up, ready to go, you know. Guy Fieri. And Guy Fieri comes out of the bathroom with his... Whoever's friend was. And he's double-fisted. No way. Okay. That's And so he's, beautiful. like, smashed. And he's... He looks at... Uh, he looks at Adam and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, getting hyped up watching him. He's like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, hey, if we win, you got to make us a sandwich. Oh, and he's like, oh, I'll make you a sandwich, brother. And then we we get to the ring and stuff and I'm looking around and there's like no one there yet because it, like, um, it was still early. Right. You know what I mean? And that was the, uh, this is, hold on. You're good. Adjust it, bro. There we go. Get comfy. There we go. There we go. All right, so. No one's there yet, but you know who was? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, wow. So I'm looking, and I see Shaq. And no I'm way. like, you know, and he looks at me, and he gives me the Shaq smirk that this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I point at him, and he gives me the fist pump, and I'm like, all right, cool. Shaq's Love that it. dude, man. Dude, Shaq. He's the coolest unreal. motherfucker on earth. Unreal. But yeah, so that was like the first, the first time I took it in. And then from there, it was like, I mean, we were like 40 seconds in, and... Uh, what's his name? It's just blasting through takedowns. So obviously, yeah. I didn't have much say so at that point. Right. You know, even today, like you know, next to Isaac, I just when we hit the ground, I look and whatever he says, I know I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I scream loud. Just I, reiterate. Yeah, just yeah. to make sure. Did you hear us? Make sure. Yes. You know, just that's a, that's a good system, right. For sure. Yeah. And it's been that way with any you know when I was next to Sax, I was next to whoever, comma. Whoever's yeah. gra- whoever's yelling a grappling, you know. Once they once they, I know I know the fundamentals. I know what I need to know to not get them a hold of you. Right. But once they hit the ground, it's it's just like anything else. It's the details are so Levels. intricate. I'm not gonna sit here. Like I thought about it one time. I'm like, and I use Isaac when I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, I'm an MMA coach. I'm going to, you know, I should learn some grappling. I should learn some jiu-jitsu. Well, obviously, of course. Yeah. But, like, should I, how deep should I get into it? And I thought about it. And I'm like, I'm never going to, it doesn't matter how hard I work right now, I'm never going to catch Isaac. Never. And it doesn't matter how hard Isaac works, he's never going to catch me. Exactly. So, so you might why? as well be as good as possible. Be as good as possible yep. at what we do. Know what I need to know for the stand-up, you know? And yep. then I'll gradually, maybe when I'm, like, 70, you know, Get back into but the it. game's so evolved now. Exactly. You can't. Any coach that's trying to be a one trick pony, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Pat, well, Pat, Pat Miletic did it. Yeah. And that, that's, think about how Pat Miletic did it. Pat Miletic, what did he do? What was so genius that Pat Miletic did? He blended everything together. Mm-hmm. Think about how simple that is. Yeah. Like, like we call it simple now. Right. But then at the time like it was unheard of yeah right and it's like you know it's the game's so young yeah i tell oh, people dude. that all the time like mma is what what's what's the ufc like 25 not like 27 years old maybe maybe 30 at this point i think i think 1993 something like that might have been their um, first year yeah but yeah uh, barely 30 if so so the game's young oh, 
So like you're young. talking compare like compare that to the NFL or you're NBA. talking like 40, 45 years old maybe. Yeah. Where like like literally they're still like technique changes and it's like whoa what the fuck is this and that nuts the and lo- it's like well, what do you mean kick? dude like, oh. what do you mean bro low calf kick <laughs> well um you know people been doing that for years in other sports <laughs> yeah. but not whoa whoa it's here now yeah, yeah right and it's just like I read a book read I read a book that I was given as a kid okay it was called um it, it's about it's forty two world champions tell their story boxing forty two oh, cool. world champions tell their story okay. And it's it ran all the way up. The last person was, uh, I believe, Roberto Duran or Alexis Arguello. So you're talking 70s. Mm. So it ran from like the early 1900s to the 70s. So it's all old school, mm-hmm. right? And they, they keep updating it as it goes on. And um, in the book, the thing that I noticed about reading it, and I had it since I was a kid, like I was g- gifted it like maybe when I first started boxing. Yeah. I'm going to say my Aunt Peggy bought me the book because she'd always buy me books based on whatever I was into. Shout out Aunt Peggy. Yeah, That's shout out Aunt up. Peggy. So I think that she got me it and I never read it. Like <laughs> here we are 20 years later and I read it, Friendly right? So I read it and it was kind of like, it wasn't the best. It was kind of boring because like some of the stories are like, what the hell? Yeah. But um, Aunt Peggy. <laughs> there were some cool stories and... Uh, Sick. But, um, you know, so... The one thing that I noticed in it was that at the beginning of boxing, so you're talking 1900s to 70s, so we're talking like 50, 60 years mm-hmm. of of what I read. There were hubs, right? Okay, and we were one of them. We were we were like a feeder hub. New York and California mm-hmm. were the big were the big boys. Like Henry Armstrong, yeah. In his story, he told like he was like I was I was he was like I had to move to California. Because there wasn't boxing where I was. Wow. Okay. He was like, so I had to move to California yeah. to, to get better. Right? Sounding familiar? Sounds like MMA. Sounding yep. familiar? <laughs> yep. So, you know, um, it's, they they would, you know, people would sprout up and then they would move to New York. They would move to Cali. Pittsburgh was a feeder hub. Pittsburgh was big then. We had quite a few world champions Dude. at that time. Harry Grab, Billy Harry Grab, Billy Grab, Yep. Fritz Civic, all them. Legends. And, um. So what I noticed is there's these hubs and it was like, okay, well, where's the hubs at today in boxing? There isn't any. <laughs> That's weird. Look at MMA. You needed the hubs. You mm-hmm. needed the center points, right? The game's evolved. Where are the world champions at today? It's a good question. You have to go city by city. They're all over the place. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, Big gyms, like you got, there's, I mean, there's something wrong. Like yeah. you look at like ATT. Exactly. That's the first one I thought um, of. AKA. Yep. But there's, like they, how long, ATT started in a room like this. Yeah. One mat. Yep. Right. And yep. they just, and grew. And even they've earned different. that. They've yeah. earned. Exactly. They've earned the right yep. to have a blue chip prospect that everyone's like, oh man, this guy's it. And he's like, you know what? Let's, let's go here and get a free ride. Yep. You know, they'll pay for everything. Exactly. They've earned that right. For sure. You're right. But then you look at it like Jackson Wink was the hub for the longest time. And it's it's not what it was. Still obviously a phenomenal gym and facility yeah. and everything they do, but it's not what it was. It's interesting what goes on there because like John Jones is still the shit. John Jones is the qu- the king. He's mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. Anyone yeah. that says different stupid. And <sighs> I like you more the longer this podcast goes. Um like I don't know. 
It makes you wonder. Yeah. Who knows? You know, it, things change. You never know. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. For sure. Ever. Ever. And if you think you do, that just makes you doubly stupid for thinking <laughs> right? that you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, dude, the hub thing is very interesting because I never knew that about boxing. So that's a that's a very interesting And that's something comparison. that stood out to me that, like, it was like, oh, yeah, well, now we've branched to a point where world champions aren't coming from hubs. Mm-hmm. Some are. Sure. But it's coming from small groups that build and build and build and build and get there. Yeah, dude. And I think we've thought 247 um, Pittsburgh's getting uh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go for it, though. Look at um New Zealand. Look oh, at uh, yeah, great Izzy, point. Izzy, Volkanovski, Volkanovski, that whole area. Yeah. One roof. Sick. They come under one roof. Well, no, Volk, Volk's a bad example because Volk actually, I do believe Volk started somewhere else. And then come Maybe. over to them after he, he was, was in Thailand a lot for sure. Okay, but yeah. So, but um, but Izzy and Dan Hooker, same yeah. roof. Yeah, you know, you could tell, you could tell too if you look at it now, <laughs> for sure. Izzy and Hooker, it's yeah. like Izzy was the athlete, and then Hooker was the the banger. Mm. They were the perfect sparring partners because Hooker's always going to see what Izzy's given, and Izzy's always going to see what Hooker's given. Yep, you know. Yep. That is but, funny. Um, back to you were saying with two four seven and MMA, I think that I personally, in my anyone that's been around me, I'm gonna sound arrogant right now, but anyone that's been around me, when I say things and my beliefs that like I truly passionately believe in, they'll know that they've been around me long enough. They they seem to hit there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that Western Pennsylvania is the next mecca of MMA. Nice. I think that here's why. Who is a who is better wrestlers? Nobody. Maybe Dagestan. Maybe. <laughs> okay. If we're going worldwide, maybe. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. like seriously. Like nobody. Like in the United States, it's not even fucking close. <laughs> and I'm not a wrestler. You know, and I'm not I'm not bragging about myself here. You know, I don't know. I don't know that much. But like the the proof's in the pudding, it's right on paper. Like we're the by far the best. Penn State. And that our high school kids just it's by far it's crazy, dude. I remember um Cormier was saying and uh Pat Sabatini was fighting. Nice. And he was like, um, oh Pat Sabatini has a hundred wins in the state of Pennsylvania. And he was like, He never won anything. He never won any titles or anything, but you got a hundred wins in the state of Pennsylvania, you can wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that's saying something. You know, so we have the best wrestlers in the country. I mean, arguably the world. So, in wrestling, rules the cage. Yep. So, what stopping us? Yeah. And all credit to Ryan. Like he said that since day one that I've been involved. That was part partly. You know, he's super passionate about MMA in mm-hmm. general and a good business guy. So he wanted to get into it anyway. But he thought from day one exactly what you just said. What's stopping Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh right. from being the next. I thing. told my friend uh, Derek Gionta. You know Derek Gionta, yeah, of course. Yeah. Gionta's fantastic. I told him a while ago. We were talking about things, and you know things are developing, and you know whatever. And you know, I said, Tommy Ankello. You know what I mean? He's he's boxing around here. You know, and I said to him, I was like, cool. I was like, Tommy's the man. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I look up to. I was taught to look up to Tommy. A lot of people. You know, you know how many people have told me Tommy's a bad coach. Over the years. Really? Yeah, they're fucking morons. That's a crazy thing. But the to thing say. is, like, here's I look back on it and it's like uh 
they go, you know, you know who it is. It's all the people that competed against them coming up. Of course, boom, yeah. And I look Makes back sense. and I'm like, I always thought like it's coming up, and I was taught the right way. And coming up, and I look at Tommy, and Tommy's doing his thing. I was like, you don't have to agree with what he's doing. You don't have to be like, oh well, you know, be all end all. But like to say he's bad is <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's like, just how can you talk. say that? It's just, just hater, hater talk. Yeah, <laughs> the the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, because that's just stupid. And but I told Derek, I was like, you know, I was like, Tommy's the guy in boxing around here. I said, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the MMA boxing coach. Nice. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be the the guy that uh, puts this all together for the for the for the for the, the grapplers, and that's what mm. I hopefully think I'm doing. That's awesome. Know. But I mean, we'll see. Once again, proof's in the pudding. You got a good stable going on right now, man. We'll you see. Really do. I like. Um, I think that. Well, Ethan Goss is the closest, right? He's right there. He's right. The fact, I mean, he could get called up at any second. I feel like late, late replacement for a fight, something like that. He's he's What's there. What's he got now? Like five in a row. Five in a row. A big finish in his last one. Like that was a against his, Harbaugh, right? Yeah, his submission there. That five in a, What's he beautiful. nine and? Is he he's nine wins? Ten and ten, six. I ten and say. six. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the Jesus took a lot of hard fights early on that he shouldn't have. Like a deceiving. One record. more. The thing of the the thing about Ethan is like we gotta don't take no hard fights. Mm-hmm. He's there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a there's a there's nothing. It's not about being a tough guy at this point. We know Ethan's tough. Yeah. He fight doesn't anybody. Doesn't have that to prove anymore. You don't got to prove that to nobody. Give him someone else that he can crush and get him in. That's he deserves a, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't give him a tough fight where it's like, oh, well, we think Ethan will win, but, <laughs> you know, we could see him losing. No. He has had super tough Get fights, fucking dude. there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's there. He's it's, there. It's, he's in that. He's the closest. It's really cool to hear you say that because you're dead on, by the way. Yeah. I've heard from so many people that when the UFC wants to sign somebody, they just, they want a highlight they can promote. Mm-hmm. Like, go knock somebody out real violently so they can be like, oh, my God, look at this guy. Right. So Ethan getting a finish in his last one, obviously that did him a lot of good. Mm-hmm. But then the thought is he needs one more finish, not just a win, but a finish. So Ooh, yeah, that's what the UFC looks for, especially Ethan. You know, he's not 21 years old and some phenom. How old is he? 30, I want to say. That's well, it? I think he's 30 or 31. Okay. I thought he's, he's a little bit older than that, but yeah. He could. Uh, your guess is as good as Brian right. on that. But yeah, he's in, he's not he's not a young prospect is all. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So he's been around. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And around the area forever mm-hmm. too. Like it feels like he should be fifty-eight <laughs> as long as he's been around. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, obviously we love Ethan, but that is what we've heard from a lot of guys bringing these hyped prospects up. They want fights that not only are they going to win, but they're going to look phenomenal while they win. Which makes it hard for us, obviously. It's, that's a, it's a nightmare a, like a, for our that's matchmaking. A, that's the happy medium. Yeah. Like, um, you know, that's the tough part. Dude, it's so, so hard. Styles make, styles make fights. Yep, exactly. And you know it as well as us, even though you're not matchmaking necessarily, you understand what goes into that. And I have matchmaked. Really? Yes. I never knew that. For boxing or yep, MMA? For boxing. Okay. I yeah. can see that. So, yeah. yeah. So you get it. You get it. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, styles make fights. So, yeah. But right now, you're right. Ethan is the closest, the closest to the UFC for sure. But there's a, there's a wave coming, and that's what's super fun to mm-hmm. me. Um, Yeah, you got 
I think the next after Ethan, if Ethan doesn't, will be Patton and Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Um. After that, I really like the group of amateurs. The amateur up. group like right now the is three, nuts. The amateurs that have like three, four, five fights. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, uh, from me personally, Elijah Davis, mm-hmm. Carly Joe Thomas, Hustleton, Cody Gamble. Yeah. Then you got Lucas Siebert. You got um, Lucas Siebert's like... He's a kid that, and I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I, mean, I don't, I don't sugarcoat shit. Lucas runs his mouth a lot, <laughs> and you know what I mean. It's like, all right, dude. When he fought Cam, and I was watching, I was watching a fight with Carly, and I looked at him, and I looked at Carly. I was like, like Lucas, like when Cam, I think Cam threw like a leg kick or something, and he almost hit, uh, he almost hit Lucas in the dick. And Lucas stepped back and did like this, like waving, like he was waving his dick or something. It was like, okay, like this kid's like, he's, like I said to people, like maybe he's the kid, like a lot of people that talk shit, the loudest are always full of shit. Yes. People that consistently run their mouth are completely full of shit. That's a life lesson, not a fighting lesson either. It's that complete, goes for it's everything. A li- it's everything. <laughs> but Lucas runs it just enough that, like, he gets attention. And maybe he is the kid that, you know, he does He does believe in himself. And, sure. and he showed that He showed that against Cam where he was like, I'm here and, you know, I think I can win. Yes. And he did. Yeah. You know, something to be said for that. Yeah. He wasn't predicted to win that, I don't think. If you polled a hundred random Pittsburgh MMA fans who knew both guys, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I will say this: Lucas makes a mistake that I thought Cam would capitalize on, and he did not. Um, Cam did not. I there was not taking anything anything away from Lucas's win at all, right? But I do think there was some rust in Cam that he did not. He didn't pressure at all. And that's the last thing you should do against Lucas. Don't give him when he gets comfortable, he's a different don't level. give him yeah. don't give him his options where he can, you yep. know, you know, know exactly you're counter you shooting on him at that point. And no. You know, Cam should have pressured and pressured and pressured, used his jab, backed him up, got in his ass. And yep. I in that moment, like I thought I thought that a mistake that he makes, and it's a grappling mistake, I thought that Darren would I thought I know Darren saw it. I know he did. Yeah. And I thought that they would, that would be, I thought, I thought I would see a Patton um, cam again. It's mm. honestly what I was thinking. I thought he was going to just kind of hold position and stuff, yeah. but maybe Lucas is that good of a grappler that, you know what I mean? Could be. Yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting to see Wilkins's reaction to that too. And saying that it's, he said something to the effect of on Instagram when we were giving out the strip district meets meat bucks. He was like, it's my job as a coach to find flaws in my fighter's performance, and it's pretty hard to do with Lucas's fight against Cam. Like, he was, he did hit another level that night. Because, yeah. like we said, like so many people weren't picking him to win that, but then to win the way he did, kind of like circles right back to what we were saying at the very beginning. Lucas thinks he's UFC caliber. If you are, that's what you should do in that fight. Like, there's something to be said for doing what you should do. Yeah. And he, right. he definitely rose to the occasion there. Yeah, so that, for that was sure. a good one. 
but not just Lucas, man. You said a lot of good amateurs, and I feel the same way. Like who else? Uh, so we, yeah, we Tony got into, Welsh. Dude? We got into fights. Yeah, Tony. How good Welsh. is that kid? Yeah, I love that's that guy. one of mine too. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's um, he's sick. Uh, who else? I mean, Miguel. I still think Miguel Francisco is going to be. Yeah, fine. He got caught. It happens literally at every level of the yeah. game. It's unfortunate. He was too excited. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was the way cut. The way cut fucked up with him. I think so too. Yeah. He was very excited. Do you excited. work with Miguel? Have, have you? You know what? I have. Okay. Coincidentally, as you say that, Miguel texted me this morning and was like, hey, man, let's get back nice. together. Um, Good stuff. He, uh, yeah, I'll have a talk. Like just with everybody, all meat and potatoes. I'm going to have a talk with Miguel right away. I'm yeah. Like, Listen, we got to. You know, I want your head to be straight and yep. be, you know, be right before you get back in the cage. Yep. You know, make sure a lot of people try and use the cage. And I see it a lot more in MMA because it's more of a primal. Sure. It's more of a it's primal like a fight than a boxing. In there yes. For, yes. Yes. Yep. I see a lot of people that use the cage as their outlet. Yep. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's obviously that's why they're there. That's right. why they're a fighter. They got a story. Right. But you can't outlet in the cage. You got to find peace within yourself and know who you are and then get in the cage and then fight in because you can't perform there's still a competition in there you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be able to think straight and do what you do if you're just releasing that emotion of whatever you're angry about Mm -hmm. you get in the cage and you fight and you it's already taken care of now you're a bad motherfucker now you got all that boiled up ready ready to game plan and focused on what you need to do and yep. that's that's when you see a fighter that's like every fighter is a story absolutely and that's when you see a fighter when you can corral that story to know like who you are as a fighter and you know not everyone's going to be a world champion but you that's when you see the peak of someone mm-hmm. they can get as far as they can get yep you know that's and that's a story said, of a dude. fighter perfectly not said. everybody's a world champion that's the glory of it, but like fighting is much more than that. Yes, absolutely. That's been my thing, like from the jump. That's why I love this podcast. First of all, like I'll talk to a debut amateur MMA fighter just the same as I'll talk to somebody like you or like Kama that's mm-hmm. been around the block for years and years because everybody does have a story. And the MMA and boxing as well, any combat sport, pure grappling has such a way of drawing that out of people to where they can be the purest form of themselves in that. Right. And I know like Ryan always describes it to fighters who try to promote themselves. Everybody wants to be Conor McGregor or whatever and boisterous, but it just doesn't work for everybody. The What you have to do is 100%. Take, take yourself and turn what you are up to 110%. There you go. Like, 100%. Don't become somebody you aren't. Jason House, uh, who is the manager that we go through. I'm having problems with this. I think it's just, look, here, what? Oh. It's just a little pop. Oh. There we Dude, go. I was looking, I thought it was sealed still. That's why I was trying to peel off the seal. Trying to find the seal. I, yeah, see, I did my hostly duties today and I, did. I even opened the water. Yeah, I even opened the water for you. Um, <laughs> That's something that Jason House preaches, which he's, you know, if you don't know who Jason is. Oh, yeah. Legendary. Yeah. So he's a manager we go through with the UFC. Yep. So if you got somebody, you know, when I got somebody ready to roll, hey, Jason, Jason here we are. Hit him up. You yep. know, so, um, but that's something that he preaches is that be yourself, 
You know what I mean? Like look at Brandon Marino. That's his world champion. Brandon Marino is on the, he's a, he's not trying to talk shit. Yeah. Brandon Marino is selling the fact that he's a dork. Playing with my Legos I'm playing right with now. Playing my Legos, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's Mexican. He's Mexican proud, and yep. he plays with his Legos. And you got to be you. You Absolutely. can't. You can only take like Conor McGregor. Yeah, like he has that. That's him. Exactly. Like yep. like yep. Mark Cherica. If Mark could have got Perfect. to the level, you know what I mean. That's exactly Mar- who I was. You know what say. I mean. Like so it's good. a. That's that you have to be that person. If you've been around Mark, <laughs> like Mark talk shit nonstop. Like it's always a joke. He's always fucking yeah, with you. Yeah. Nonstop. You know what I mean? He's always competitive. There's always like, there's always like, that's who he is. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's who you got to be yourself. Like if you're the quiet guy, sell it. Dude. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, The world champion, Stipe. Oh yeah, he did such a shitty job of selling himself, oh, bro. Yeah. You're 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 the guy next door. Run with it. Yeah, he, he could literally have done such a, a good firefighter job. by day, UFC champion. You're the by guy night. next door. You, you you relate to everybody. You're everybody's hero. Like yes. you're everybody's next door guy. Yes, you know. And you're the heavyweight, cha- not just a champion, heavyweight, heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Could have ran with that. Oh, for sure, dude. You could have ran with that. I'm so glad you said Cherico though, because it, this is funny. I was just listening. I. I was uploading some videos earlier for our guy, Dylan Cole, that does a lot of our video work. And I saw in the folder, there was a clip from the first podcast I did with Mil. It was Milstead was episode one of the podcast of two for seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, nice. this podcast Milstead was episode one. And I asked him who was the best trash talker in Pittsburgh history. And it was Mark Cherico, yeah. hands down. <laughs> so I just want to throw it to you and confirm. Yeah. Cherico is definitely the best. That is the answer. There's no, I don't even know who's second. Like Mark's so good that he makes me forget who would yeah, even be next. You're right. I think, <laughs> yeah. 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 There's I can't no, even think of someone. There's nobody that's come up like just in my time, this is definitely recency bias and as close as I am with 247, but like Lucas might be the next closest. He's the person yeah. I thought of, but he don't really talk shit. Right. He, he just, just talks about himself. Like, himself. hey, I'm going to do right. this. I'm going to do that. I totally agree. Where Mark's like... <laughs> just trash <it>. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was at WVU, like we said earlier, I went to <clears throat> WVU and Mark fought in Morgantown and just thrashed a guy. First round, rear naked <clears throat> Cherico, as was business at the time. And got on the cage, got on the mic, and just started talking shit on Morgantown, West Virginia. Hyping up Pittsburgh, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, Pitt WVU rivalry is super tough. Was just in Morgantown talking shit on Morgantown Mm -hmm. as the Pittsburgh guy. And I was like, I love this guy. (laughs) This is the best thing I've ever seen. But you're right. Lucas is way more like he's about himself and believing in himself. Whereas Cherico Cherico would go for the throat, dude. He He didn't care. That's just... Like he just jokes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like Lucas talking to like talking to Lucas a little bit. Um, at Cheyenne's last fight because they had um Will Moriart mm-hmm. Moriarty Moriarty. Yeah. yeah, Justin Steve's nephew. I don't know if you that's knew Justin that. Steve's nephew. Yeah, dude. Cool, right? He looks like Justin Steve. Now that you say now that, you that, see that makes it. sense. Hawk time. Yeah, Shout out. There it is. <laughs> he was there. He was the announcer. There. What? Yeah, Justin he was Steve the was the announcer. He's one of the announcer. No, I take that back. He was a color guy. Okay. Yeah, okay. announcer. Cool. Yeah, not the announcer, color Commentator. Guy. I got you. I got you. Um, I thought you meant he was like the ring announcer. No, 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 I was no, like, no. oh my God. No, 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 no. Um, what were you saying? 
I don't even know. Oh, Seabert, trash talking. You said you talked to Seabert at the event. Yeah, he seems like he knows what he's doing with it. Like he's purposefully doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like not like, right. And you can see like his approach, it's cool because we had his amateur debut as well. And he was exactly the same then as he is now. Like this is his path that he's laid out. Everything's just going according to plan for him right now, Mm -hmm. which is rare in MMA, as you know. Like you can lay out the best plan in history, but it takes one shot to change everything for you. So for Siebert right now, it's just humming along perfectly, which is definitely cool to see and rare to see. But this is what he has envisioned from the very beginning. Like he hasn't ramped it up, hasn't changed. This is just as you get more popular and win more, it obviously gets amplified more. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So he's on that path right now. It's it's fun to see. Yeah. For sure. Good. Who else? Who else is even in the conversation? Of trash talkers? Yeah, dude. Um besides you, which we've already established. <laughs> Am I a good trash talker? Well, as a corner man, no, if, yeah, if you can if you can distract the opponent, that's um, that's high praise. I remember when Shaka fought um <laughs> what was the kid's name that he knocked out real bad in two four seven? Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Yeah. I said something and Mike Johnson literally looked at me and went like this or something <laughs> like that. And then Shaka, yeah. Caught him. It wasn't like he didn't catch him then, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, just yeah. funny. Ah, trash talkers. Let's see. Hmm. Was that the knockout? We've. I don't remember if it was that one or not. But there's a video of the knockout, and you're in the corner like shimmying the whole time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ah, damn. I wish I could bring it up. I think it is Shaka and Mike Johnson. Like you're just you're in the corner like just straight up shimmying. So I've always wanted to ask someone else say that. Like I like I'll be like I'll like drop my (laughs) shoulders like I'm with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe I, that's I what it was. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's yeah. what's going on. I mean, you can tell from the video, like you're just definitely locked in in the zone. Right. So I assume that's what was happening, but right. I didn't know if it was something you do or knew you did. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just a reaction. That's totally se. fair. Yeah, dude. I I love first of all that you brought up kind of how the amateur scene is blossoming right mm-hmm. now because there there was the turnover because you were there in. As we just said, it's turned over. Right. That's what happened. Right. Like, that's what I was at the peak mm-hmm. with John and Kama, and it turned over. Yep. And here's the next generation. It's crazy. What's that like for you as a coach to be a part of that, to see, be as Confidence. close as you are? To- I know it's coming. Yeah. I did it before. So you never had doubts that the scene would come back? No. Cool. I'm involved in it. Yeah. I'm like, this is a nurtured endeavor. There's a reason that the Mad Factor keeps winning world championships. It's not like, oh, well, they must drink uh, grappling water out there. <laughs> the right athletes Space keep walking jam. through their gym. No. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. It's, no, yeah. It's, we have it. We, we, yeah, I really do. I think, um, I think this area has, like I said, with the wrestling. Yep. And just people that are grooming up with the way things are going. I'm trying to think of other what other gyms are there? Well, we talked about Stouts, Indio, um, the Academy, Cabuetti. He's a world class athlete. Dude. He's a problem. Cabuetti's a world class athlete. Yeah. He's he he's disgusting. 100%. That's to watch. James Harrison's nephew, if you don't know that. 
I did not know it was his nephew, Bring but I, I did know that he was close to James Harrison, James Harrison for some reason. That's his nephew. Did not know yeah. that was his nephew. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's sick. Um, I got a fun Yinzer question for you at the end. We'll save it for the very end. But okay. now that you mentioned James Harrison. Okay. <laughs> uh, Craig Perry. Dude. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If you can't take him down, you ain't winning. I love Craig Perry, dude. We everybody knows, like, we don't hide the fact that 247 likes Craig Perry as as a person. Bro, I'm not even well, saying Craig's, as a fighter. Like he's the Craig's, sweetest kid ever. I'll tell you a funny story. Bragging here that I've that I've matured as a coach and don't get into fights anymore. After Zhao and uh Craig fought, yeah. we're walking out, and Zhao's dad was heated. Oh. He was fired up, you know. And Craig come in with the Argentine flag. Right, right. And uh, by the way, I didn't know Craig Craig could speak Spanish. He can very well. And I did not know that either. So nice. Like, uh, Xiao's dad was chirping at him. You know how about Espanol? Called him a punta, this and that. He knew it all. <laughs> and and Craig was like, oh, I have a Espanol and went in. I don't know what the hell he said. Oh, And Craig man. went in on him and they went back and forth how a little bit. They were kind that? of smiling and laughing. But I know, dude, I felt the the gulp in my chest. Like, like when he stopped Craig, I felt the, mm-hmm. okay, no, it's cool, dude. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, no big deal. Let it go. If yeah. it gets bigger, we'll go there. But, you wow. know, like in the past, I could see that situation where I'd be like, no, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then I come off like an asshole. Nice. But it's just me being a competitor. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's funny, though, to, to chirp Craig Perry of all people. That's well. He's that's one and three. A dad. That's a dad for his son. You're going to go to bat for your son a hundred percent of the yeah. time. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but Craig's Craig's one of the most deceiving one and three fighters in the planet. A lot of people <laughs> said that he's the best one and three they've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, another guy. We know it. I mean, we know what it is. It's not a yeah. secret. He needed to work on his wrestling for sure. It was funny to see him land some takedowns in that fight. By the way, dude, that was the biggest confidence booster. Yeah, to yeah. actually, she, yeah. That was uh, that it. was crazy to see. That was the best thing I saw. Yep, I know yep. what he can do. Yeah, nobody's surprised from his very first his amateur debut. It was clear that he did. I had him last night. Sauce on the was feet. It, what's today Thursday? Yeah, I had him last night. I took him up Mount Washington. I took Carly and him up to spar. Uh, Carly sparred a girl with like seventeen. She has seventeen fights. Ashley Honor and um, he uh, Craig sparred a kid with forty. And he's like, his name's Khalil Sanders. He's one of the better amateur boxers in the area. And the kid can fight. Craig held his own. Khalil beat him up a little bit. 40 but, fights is But nuts. Craig, yeah. like, Craig earned his respect. He That's buzzed sick. him a couple of times. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like he earned his respect. It was a good, it wasn't like a walkthrough. And, you know, for someone with four amateur MMA fights. Yeah. To be able to compete with an amateur boxer that has 40 fights, you know. Yeah. And you you kind of emphasized MMA there, which is super appropriate because Craig's style is not traditional boxing that's at exactly all. That's <laughs> exactly the point. So that yeah. and that's what the kid would get the better of him. Right. Craig would I told him before, and it's you can't change habits. I said, dude, like this is you gotta you gotta let your hands go. It ain't gonna be one or two and then skip out because you're worried about a takedown. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's you're gonna have to, he's gonna come at you. You're gonna have to throw four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You know, and that's where Craig was having his problem. But of course, normal. yeah, he's not it's used normal. to that at all. Right. Yeah, right. How how cool is that for you as a coach to be able to take these guys and take them from MMA to a pure boxing scenario 
because like it, it is people think it's kind of just the same but truly it's not it's a totally mm-hmm. different sport like the best mma boxer would get trashed by a world-class pro boxer yeah not sure. even close in boxing and ditto if the boxer tried to fight them in mma i mean we saw randy couture versus james tony but yeah that's such <laughs> a old it's such a bad example, example. Yeah, it's such a bad example um like today like there's some really good boxers in the ufc dude terrence crawford he can wrestle too he can wrestle terrence crawford would be a problem for he, anybody in the ufc i want to see it so badly um Vasil lomachenko would be a problem for anybody in the UFC. for the footwork dude they but, would be um, mesmerized like in the ufc in the ufc um calvin qatar his boxing sick rob font yeah um, Those New England boys. Like these are guys that like I'm not they're not gonna they want to be a world champion in boxing, but they could they could make some noise. They make some noise. Yeah. Right. What do you think while we're saying it? I can't not mention Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. Tyson's gonna kill him. This is stupid. <laughs> this is this is such a mismatch. Like yeah. yeah. It, great for Francis. For sure. Great for Tyson. It's hey, this is a fight game. You only get paid by fight, get as much as you can each fight. But yeah, like, come on, this is this is so. This is such a mismatch. Like, this is way worse than Connor and Floyd. This is this is stupid. How bad it is! Wow. Yeah, this is dumb. That's fun to hear you say it's worse than Connor. And people don't even realize, like people, the people going into this think like, well, Francis Ngannou is. You know, he's so big and he hits so hard. Do you know how much bigger Tyson Fury is than Francis Ngannou? Yeah, he's yeah, not that, even fucking, he doesn't even have size a, on the guy. That's a good point. Like, the one thing that he has in the U, in the UFC is that, he, like, Francis Ngannou, like, he's kind of that guy. He's like the Deontay Wilder mm-hmm. of, of, of MMA. Mm-hmm. That, like, the technique and the skill really isn't there, but he's just a freak of nature. Yeah. And, like, you not that's not going to work. Well, like we've the Deontay seen Fury, Wilder Deontay enough, of yeah. Fury, the, yeah, and Nagano, like, I, I don't see that he hits, like, it's different. Yeah. It's a different punch. It's a different type of, like, Conor McGregor, like, when he hit Floyd, it's like, it's one, two. Like, they're not, you're not taught to throw combinations. <laughs> Ryan's still here. Still if in. you guys ever needed an indication of how hard ryan works he looks tired as he's shit, still too. in the office at <laughs> what time is it i don't even know you guys are at the two hour mark so nine really? it's nine twenty nine right now and ryan's still piss. here yeah go piss dude. i have go questions piss. Oh, he's got to piss yeah we're live okay let me oh you're live we're live no we're not i'm gonna live. go to the bathroom we're not live <laughs> we are recording but we're not live Where is it? yeah yeah we'll cut right this there is a tiny, a tiny one there. You can go all the way to the front. And yeah, it. go up front, dude. Don't even mess with that. We'll leave that in for you viewers. Um, there's some alcohol consumption happening here. Do you want some? No. That sucks. You know, Are I'm you sure? on keto. You're back on keto. Yes. I didn't know that. I'm Where? down as of as of the Tuesday. Nice. Tuesday. Very nice. Today's Thursday. Were you on vacation? Day three. No, you weren't on Yeah, vacation. no, I started when I got back. Cool, cool. So wait, we're having a... I, did, I was making sure what camera we were on. Camera we're, one. We're camera having two. a taco bar. Was that a Wayne's World reference? Camera one? Camera, no, camera I don't know. Camera. I was just called camera. Okay. Like, it's weird see, being able to see all the camera it is views. Weird, isn't it? It's pretty sexy. I haven't cut to myself once, and that's probably the best thing that's Wait, ever. 
on the oh, there left. There's only door in there. <laughs> There's only one door. <laughs> Chris just popped back in like, where in the front? <laughs> That's awesome. Now we're talking to Taylor Cahill an hour before he's supposed, or an hour after he's supposed to be here. Cut to Taylor Cahill, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. See Taylor? I say you don't cut this out. <laughs> this is awesome. That was awesome. I, it, it was on your empty chair, and I said, and here we have Taylor Cahill an hour after he's supposed to be here. <laughs> Wait, so here, here's, here's what you have to um, ask Chris is like, like, is he? Does he have any plans on fighting eighteen-year-old kids that are wrestling? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No, but now I need to know. You do. Like Hang on. him and and Caden Cassidy almost oh, got yeah, into yeah, a yeah, fist yeah, yeah. fight. Oh, dude, Bro, we one hundred percent this stuff. I don't know. Listen, Kate, especially Caden. We gotta Cassidy. hear his side yeah, of the story. I don't sure. know that we've heard Caden's side of the story, but no, I still want. I want to hear this side. Got to hear Chris's side because I think it's all laughable now. For sure, but like at the time, it was pretty heated. For sure, and we're one hundred percent on brand as well because we've talked about how much he chirps in corners and stuff yeah, already. Yeah. So this I'm gonna is perfect. sit behind the desk and listen, <laughs> listen to this, listen to hear this. this unfold. Yes, I got. I gotta be here for that. There is another. There's a mic. It's ready to go if you do. Just I mean, there's a mic in. over there too. True. Channel. I could four. be off camera. Yeah. And just like chirping. Ooh. That's I'll be fun. like, I'll be like in the corner, like, Ooh. no, no, ask him this. Ooh. <laughs> you know. Just uh, unmute mic four when you get there. Mic four. Check. Check. Yeah. Check. Check out my melody. Is there a headphone over there? Uh, yeah, there is, but it's not plugged in for some reason. Oh. I noticed that when I was over there checking earlier. Dude, I don't know what Danny. I don't did. know how you guys can like. Okay, so here's a little tidbit, right? Here, let's let him get back on. All right, there. all right. Get back on there. Ryan's going behind the desk now. Okay. The mic's plugged in. The headphones aren't. Yeah. I don't need. All right. You missed. You did miss something important, actually. Ryan had a question specifically for you. But it needs a lead in, all right? I'm gonna I'm gonna soften the question for you. Okay. Remember how we talked earlier about how you're very chirpy in the corners and okay. you, you've you've been a been a hothead at times in the corner? Mm-hmm. Ryan wants the full <laughs> Ryan's full story. Right. Here we go. Ryan wants the full story behind you and Caden Cassidy, whatever happened between you and Caden. Oh. I wasn't there, first of all. Full disclosure, Ryan's favorite favorite saying of mine full disclosure i wasn't no, there that's my least favorite so saying i don't know what ha- i don't even know this story i've so, just heard versions post fight um i'm coming back into the corner uh, back like uh out into the uh locker room sure right and jesse who works for you guys okay. right yeah yeah i'm walking back and i'm like you know, I'm pissed off at this point because, you know, I'm the striking coach and Cam did what he did. Test. <laughs> and I'm like... What fight was it? Cam and Justin? It was Cam and Justin. Okay. Yeah, it was Cam okay. and Patton. Yep. And I'm like, motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm yep. like, whatever. Me and Cam laugh about it after. He come <laughs> up, When Cam... When Cam... Uh, he I, When he lost his one fight uh, to to grappling, he's like, fuck grappling. I'm striking from here on out. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? After nice. That. But um, he... Uh, so... He comes back, and I tell people, I respect the fuck out of Caden for this, by the way. I really do. I respect the shit out of him. 
And uh, well, that's why we could bring it up because we know it's like funny now. Yeah, like, right. Like I respect like... the shit out of him for it. And um, you know, he's just a competitor. And I told people I was like, Caden reminds reminds me of me at his age <laughs> you know what i mean he yeah, that kid yeah. got fuck you energy and i yeah. love it <laughs> and um so i'm coming back and i'm like rolling my eyes and you know i'm all pissed off and jesse's like you know he's like man he didn't want to fight he was like he you know he didn't want to stand with but uh with pat and you know he didn't he didn't he didn't want to fight he did what he had to do and i'm like you know whatever and I said something like, uh, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't nothing rude, but it was just like something along the lane, like, you know, he prayed, you know, he laid and prayed or something like that. Sure. And But you were fired up. You were I, I was pissed. And Caden heard it. And then Caden went in and was like, fuck you. He blah 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 blah. And I was like, <laughs> you know, whatever. And it went back and forth. And Darren came in. He's like, Caden, go help Ethan warm up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Darren knows he's he's a competitor himself. He's yeah. you know, um, you know, he's he's you know, it's his son. He's a competitor. He's For fucking sure. one of the best wrestlers ever from Pennsylvania. Like the kids Savage. He is. Yeah. He had, speaking of amateurs, that could be something. Caden for Kaden's sure. Caden's a bad motherfucker. There's no doubt in my mind about well, that. Mm -hmm. one. Ethan Goss always tells me he's like, dude, this kid is going to be way better than I ever was. Like, he, <laughs> oh, he is so high on him. And when when a guy like that, like when a guy that's like been a vet in the right. pro ranks right. for a long stuff, time, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. like says that, you know, like there's some special stuff. Yep. That goes a long way, for they, sure. The, 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 uh, I like, I really, really do respect the fuck out of the Cassidys and that gym in, in, in general, not just because Cam beat Oh, Patton. yeah, dude. <laughs> I was trying Hello, to figure Brooks. out what Ryan was doing. But no, I really do. Nice. Like, um, I think Darren's a really, really good coach. Oh, Darren's amazing. I tell you Ray's a story. amazing. Yeah, that He's a good coach, great. and he's he has them people believing in themselves that like you know what i mean like after john beat ethan mm -hmm. i saw sid ross in the back and she was crying mm. and she was like that emotionally upset that she was like like you know what i mean like she was really like they really thought they were gonna come in like you know what i mean for sure you know so it was like all right like you got there's something to be said for that yeah you know what i mean like people want to go to war with you that's yep. respectful as hell yeah, it's kind of funny you mentioned that one because you talk about um, Cam and Justin, where that was kind of a wake up call for Justin mm -hmm. in that fight. No, it was, it was. Ethan and DeJesus, same deal. That was a wake up call for Ethan mm -hmm. in the same way. So you've been on both sides of that right. coin for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting aspect of MMA where a guy can realize, like, I'm clearly deficient at this and I need to work on this. And the people who actually do go on to work on that get better at it. I mean, Ethan's stand up has been so much better lately. I, I see. I think that it like watching when when guys get to pro ranks, they go through their first like five, six, seven fights. You either as a pro or as, an as a pro. So you're saying like someone's five and one, six and oh, whatever, or 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 four like and two. two and two, two right, and three. Whatever. There comes a point where that's the point where they go one of two ways, and I think the biggest deal. In that stage of their career is the mental game. Oh yeah, the mental game. When when you get that there is a mental game, yeah. and you get like 
what you have to do and the thing and you get smarter as a fighter and you and the mental game i think is what changes in talented guys to make them great pros or just right like right. continue on in mental as a it, like if it's just in any in any sport like remember in high school like high school football back to football like one kid got the ball because he was better than everyone else. The best yep. athlete. Then yeah. he got to college, and he's like, well, why don't I get the ball all the time? Well, because there's... There's 11 the, of you now on offense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you ain't shit no more. Yeah. So the higher you get, the less talent matters. The less athletic ability matters. Athletic ability don't matter. It matters, it matters. to get you there. Sure. I disagree. Oh, really? Mm. Nice. Okay. I completely disagree. I like disagree. this take, too. I completely disagree. Give me someone off the street. Give... Give myself and Isaac someone off the street today. Give us five years. We get them in, get them into the big leagues. Nice. No fucking doubt about it. Nice. It's not, this is a nurtured endeavor, but being an athlete definitely helps. <laughs> you know, it don't hurt, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But um, yeah, for sure. Sometimes for sure. those natural like athletes, take. like if you're super athletic and you kind of, you kind of take it for granted and like yep. you don't have 100%. to work as hard. So, so natural is... athletes generally, um, perform in team sports because they stand out mm. right so like every little kid plays whatever soccer baseball sure. you know you got your normal sure things that everyone tries mm -hmm. people stand out the athlete stands out in that it's the kids that don't stand out that are like meh the same for me that go into the sports that are more technique driven and martial arts is one of them golf you know sports oh, that's that, a good sports yeah. that take pure technique too. yep nobody comes you can't nobody comes off the street is able to fight yeah like i mean you might be able to fight in the street right but, but like, like i said you're never going to luck into a kimura on mm -mm. the street like, no like <laughs> yeah. you, no but uh, yeah the the technique of like like rolling and like you know, rolling with punches and do it like that's not stuff you're going to learn on the street you're you're literally in a like slobber knocker yeah. like if you get lucky and hit him before he mm -hmm. gets lucky and hits you like right. you win you got it. <laughs> also the cardio involved in real fighting is so different oh yeah so different that's the other thing is like when fighters learn how to rest that's a game changer yep for and, sure and you don't learn know how to pace yourself yep. you, you yep. don't know how to do that you just don't know how to do it and learning like Okay, they think I'm like exerting a lot of energy, but I'm really just holding and resting, and I'm mm -hmm. getting a lot of oxygen right now, and I'm like re right. re replenishing myself so that. And yep. you you see the people that do that every once in a while, and they're the ones like they've got this the the that aspect of their game. Mm -hmm. That's a big Ethan Goss development I've noticed too recently. His his conditioning is out of control, and I don't even know if it is the conditioning as much as what you just said where he's conserving energy in a crazy way lately. I, honestly, I would say it's what he said. Yeah. Um, just being a, a veteran. Just super efficient with yeah, everything right. he just does. Yeah, right, just being relaxed yeah. and like, I've been here, done that. Yep. You know, it's, I've, it's... I've had a guy clinch my neck like this a hundred times. Exactly. And I know what to do. Take a I'm deep breath, gonna... know where you're at. Yep. It's not, oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Which we see all the time. That's one of the best things for me. Like in terms of I'm just talking pure. I'm watching fights for entertainment with 247. One of my favorite things is that we do get 
debut amateur all the way up to pro on the brink of UFC. Like we get to see that whole spread of skills. Mm -hmm. So how many debut amateurs have we seen that just panic in spots where then you see Ethan and you're like, oh, my God, like this is a totally different sport at this level. Like you can see those levels all the way up. What's impressive is when you have amateurs that that look that do that that pro stuff yeah (laughs) yes totally agree yeah you you see glimpses of it yes they're few and far between yeah i always i always ryan burge james Leto. yeah oh dude that was a sick they're both insane they're both uh they're both kids that are um they have it period yep Ken Burrs, just sorry to correct you. What did I say? Ryan, Ryan was the guy. Ryan up. is, yeah, yeah, Ryan's the kid that called. It's his brother. Uh, it's Ken's, yeah, they're it's brothers. Ken's brother, that's yeah. right. They yeah. are brothers. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> just had to give Ken Burrs mm-hmm. his shine. But that shows you, uh, again, back to the wrestling of Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That was Waynesburg versus Pitt. Yep. That's Division One versus what's Waynesburg? Division Two. Okay. So, I think it is. But that shows know. you. Maybe Division Two. You know, three. that was, yeah. They were neck and neck. Oh, that was dude. a great fight. That I fight, love that fucking fight. I think like we, <laughs> that was the fun, one of the funnest fights we've dude, ever had. Dude, I left my feet. Yeah, I'd watch that yeah. fight in the stands. Like I try and get out and watch as much as I can because mm-hmm. I don't want to. What do you want to do? Just sit back the whole time? You know what I mean? Yeah. I make yeah, sure right. my fighter's okay. So I think people's good. Go enjoy the whatever. Night. If yeah. I can get out and watch a fight or two, I try to. Like last year, I didn't get to watch much, but like that show, I forget who it was, but. I was able to get out and watch like the first three or four fights, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like I that literally so left crazy, my dude. feet and jumped as they were fucking banging. Now, like that's, <laughs> yeah, if that takes a lot, th- right? Those, that was Rock'em Sock'em though. Those two weren't like defensive at all. No, no they were no. not. <laughs> and 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 that's that was the key. Like, that was they, Mark Coleman days. Like they yes, were like, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like that was the old school. Don Bring Fry. the wrestler in, yeah. Don Fry. <laughs> yeah. um, tattoos on our head, just fucking haymaker. <laughs> but just away. watch. <laughs> if, yeah. if both those two guys stick with it, yep. watch the maturity in in their striking game and the patience that occurs and and not just worrying about hitting, but worrying about not being hit because that that's another thing that like comes with that experience. That comes with experience, and, right, yeah. yep. And I think Absolutely. those these two fighting again in three years from now is it is it is just as a crazy of a awesome fight, but you'll see a different level in a of very technique. different way. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Couldn't agree. Yeah, more. And honestly, like, like who knows? They might not like. What if they're still f- not fighting? Yeah, three years. That's a long what time. I said. If they three stick it time. around. James There's a pretty good around. chance that neither one of them. I've had conversations with James Leto. He's sticking around. Well, oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's there. I don't know. Hey, I don't. Life, I don't. Life is I don't crazy. Know, uh, Ken, what is it? Ken? I said Ken Ryan. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Ken and well enough, but I've had conversations with James. He's sticking around. So I mean, I I think that too, but I also know guys that I thought were sticking around years ago, <laughs> like Arnie, or, they like didn't. So like. You fall in love, like you have a kid, like things just happen. Life happens, and then you yeah, have a job like, opportunity. Like one thing, one thing that I explain to people, and people don't like rationalize this, is like so doing with amateur boxing mm-hmm. and amateur MMA. You can't you can't fight amateur MMA until you're 18. Okay, so you know how it is matchmaking. Early on with them early guys, you got a lot of pullouts. People don't show up, shit like that. I said this is no different. 
than an eight, nine, ten year old kid fighting for the first time. These are the same fucking emotions. Mm-hmm. You were literally figuring out who wants to be here. So when you're when you're when you're an amateur and you're two, three and oh, like understand that you just beat three people that are deciding whether they want to be here or not. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, you know, that's the truth. And that's the thing about like Lucas in the last fight. Like, that was his first like he beat a guy that actually beats guys. That was his first exactly. that was his first legitimate win. Mm-hmm. And we and, talked about that. It and, was it was okay. it was yeah. respectful. Yeah, it was it yeah. was good. I'm a little late. No, but <laughs> go on though. I no, want to no, 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 no. yeah. I want to hear what you were going to say about so, it. So, like I going into that fight, I'm like I he has the talent to win this fight. That's not the issue. Lots of people have a talent to beat another person. The question is when you get in there to compete and you face the pressure and the, the, the situation. Level, and well, I mean, you could spar with people that are really good all you want, but sparring ain't that's shit. different. It that's is. Different. I've seen people, yep. so many killers in sparring. And, just and, fold. and then when they get in a the ring, they're complete. Yep. I, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but like, I like uh, people that are absolute, like, like, holy shit. And then you get in the, and then it's fight night and it's like their asshole puckers are the size of a decimal point. You, need to, you, you know what I mean? You gotta. <laughs> what a visual. What, is that, is that one of your go-to sayings? You, you didn't just, just come up with that now. No, I didn't just come up with that. That's, um, I, I did. So that's from, um. That was awesome. What the hell's movie is that from with Matt McConaughey? Where he's a, he's a, um. Damn, he's, like a, he's not a bookie, but he's a, uh, a, a um, stockbroker, like a day not trader. Not a stockbroker. No, it's for uh, like betting on sports. And he's he's an advisor. What the hell is that oh, movie called? Damn, it's a great movie. I don't I know that betting on sports advisor. Like one of those people you call one eight hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. One eight hundred. Call Matt McConaughey. Yeah, he got okay. all the picks. Damn, yeah. I should know that. Yeah, what the hell is it called? That hurts my soul that I don't know this. Yeah, it's I can't remember what it's soul. called, but that's what it's from. Because it. Al Pacino is the uh, Al Pacino. Dude, I like it. I Al never Pac- heard it, but I like it. Al Pacino is the guy, and he's the uh, he's gonna bring it up now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm googling it right Al now. Al Pacino is the guy that puts him on. You know what I mean? Brings yeah. him into his business to like he's he's the one that runs the 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 uh, the gambling market thing. Two for the money. That's it. Yeah, two okay. for the money. I gotta I gotta watch that. All right. And um, and, and uh, Al Pacino pulled like uh, Matt McConaughey is killing it. Right. He's bringing in so much money and he asked him for a little bit more he gave him like 100k cash and he asked him for a little bit more and al pacino pulls him in and he's like listen here i don't remember exact words but it's basically like fuck you you're gonna work for every fucking inch you get <laughs> and uh and that that's the and then, and then matt mcconaughey falls off and it's it's a great movie it's a great movie but that's so, what it's from I really that reminds me of of I was just watching. I don't know if you were a WWE fan, Roddy Fuck Roddy Piper. Yeah. Okay, so did you watch the Roddy Piper documentary that just came out fairly recently? No, but somebody told me about it. And I heard it's so really good. good. It's yeah, so I'm gonna watch good. it. I'm it gonna is watch it. So good. So you know how he's it, like he made so many great lines like in Piper's Pit and like oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and like just people don't realize how much work like it's not just natural like he wrote all that stuff right. down he like he made up like lines and words and, and then he used them in sh- mm-hmm. like during a show and it came off as like like unrehearsed but like he did so much work to, to be like the ant dude it is such a good documentary yeah. you gotta watch it 
Dude, Ryan, come sit down, bro. I'm sitting down, bro. Is that on? Is that mic on? It might need unmuted. Uh, I think it's on. Yeah, I think it's on. Pull a chair up there. We need we need you on on camera for this. What for what? Because you've been putting in all this insight, talking about Roddy Riper, Roddy <laughs> Roddy Piper. I'm not a listen. I'm not a WWE guy. Everybody knows that. I don't. You're know. not. No, not that at surprises all. Surprises me. Like- not at all. Yeah. Um, I, you strike me as a Marty Janetti guy, <laughs> Shawn is Michaels. Good? Is that good? Yeah, fuck Shawn yeah. All right, cool. can, Rockers. Can, can you stand up? Yeah, why? Because I'm gonna take your chair and you're gonna take that chair. Oh, okay. Oh, you get a fresh chair. That you can. You don't have to take it off. Yeah, I couldn't get that past you. Test, test, check, check, check up my melody. Is it good? Oh, you, this good. is your is this your first time in the studio? Yeah. Oh, nice. How do you like it? It's nice. Hunter, Besides, did, Hunter didn't clean up. Besides those like, falling. No, they fell off. They yeah, fell on him mid-episode. I, you know, it was so they didn't. Yeah, they did. Oh, oh really? This conversation was so fire. It yeah, dude. Yeah. He mentioned Greg He mentioned, <laughs> yeah, Greg, I Rudolph, mentioned Greg Rudolph. And, and they, they fell. <laughs> they got scared. I, I would be, too. Yeah. Who isn't scared of Greg Rudolph? I mean, I'm just, I'm like scared to like, did you, did I ever tell this story on the podcast? I don't think I'm excited to see where this is going. So, so one of the biggest things as a promoter is like, there are lots of people that pay money to see fights and they're sitting in their seats. And so if someone in the front is standing up during like all the time, you got to go over and tell them to sit down and because there's a bunch of pissed Rudolph. off people behind them. No, worse than that. <laughs> it's Greg Rudolph and Dalton Rasta. <laughs> so I, I, I literally, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting and I look over and they're standing there. I'm like, guys, please. I'm like saying this to myself. Yeah, guys, yeah. please, please sit down, please. And they're like standing there and they're not sitting down. And they're in the front row because we gave them like VIP seats, right? Sure. Or like they were in... Uh, uh, Isaac's seats and I'm like guys come on please so I wait and I'm like okay they're not sitting down there are people behind them are right behind them like they're gonna clear so I go over to Greg and I was like hey how's it going he's like good bro I was like um you're you're really doing this to me right and he's like oh you want me to sit down I was like you're the two baddest MFers in here, like <laughs> I don't want to have to come over here and tell you that, but would you? And he's like, dude, don't worry about it. I was like, I thought I was gonna get killed. <laughs> no, they're they're super nice guys. It's just, I mean, you look at them and you're like, all it would like he could literally flick me across the. Oh, Greg's, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Greg's. I've worked with a, obviously a lot of people. Greg's by far, like, when I think of the top, like I think of the best athletes I've ever been around. Greg's definitely there. That's Without question. We got to pull him in. That doesn't the cage. surprise me. I mean, yeah. he's flirted with talking. He about has. It. He he has definitely flirted with like. I kind of want one before I'm done. I want one more. I mean, I've It'd heard have to be the right person. Yeah, I've heard legendary tales. You about could uh, his power. You could. You just have to. Um, you'd have to be the right person. He does. He does. There's no incentive for him to do it. Exactly. Like he's. You know. He's got There's money. no financial incentive. He's dude, got money. Yeah, it's not, not financial. There's no financial there. He doesn't want to be a fighter. 
You right. Know, he doesn't want to be. And that's what I think we can. So, but mm. if you found, like, there's I will, no I'll feeling. Tell you that I, like, I can think of people off the top of my head. Like, if you could get the right person, Greg would get up off the couch and fight him yesterday. But it got to well, be someone who help hates. us find the right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say after this podcast, let's talk about those right people. <laughs> and then, and then the other thing is, um, it, like, there it, we would you, there'd be no financial incentive. I give you that, but at the same time. We we can have some really nice crowds for the regional well, scene. Well, I mean, I'm and saying when I say financial like, incentive, I mean comparative to what he's his daily. In. No, but you I'm not even mean? talking about financial incentive. I'm talking about the feeling you get. Oh yeah, when you if are, Greg Rudolph fought again, he'd arguably sell more than more than anyone's had, had yet. Yeah, for sure. I for I, sure. I accept that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, yes, prove this to me. Does he? Can he do it in Cincy? <laughs> no, not in Cincy. You put Greg in Monroeville. Oh yeah, Greg in Monroe. He's like the mayor of Monroeville. He is. Yeah, he really is. That's his stomping ground mm-hmm. specifically. Where is he yeah. from? That area He's originally. From, um, Penn Hills. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's yeah, perfect. Pretty much. Yeah, everyone who's a right badass. Is so from like, Penn look, Hills. Aaron listen, Donald. Listen, when you go off, when you go off, uh, so I say Greg's from Penn Hills, but like when you get off the Monroeville exit, you know what I mean? Route 80? Yeah. Or uh, exit 80? Yeah. Coming yeah. up Parkway? You you know the exit number? Yeah. Well, I got to go that way a lot. Really? I pra- I've I pass never it a noticed. Lot. Dude, he's exit one of the best users ever. It's really exit 80? It is. 77 you, is Penn Hills. You'd bet his life. No, I take that back. Forest Hills. 77 is Forest Hills coming home. Got yeah, you, Forest Hills. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exit I take coming home. Okay. But uh, you take exit 80, Monroeville. Okay. And you make a left, like right when you get down. And Greg's, Greg, where Greg grew up is right there. So his it's car like, wash is right by his hometown house, right? Because that's where his new car wash is. Oh, I didn't is. know that. Right no, off there. Okay, yeah yeah. 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 So Greg lives, like Greg grew up, right? Like like little little hill down. Okay. You know? Yeah. Nice. I can only imagine Greg Rudolph as a young kid. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrorizing what a toddler. Yeah. Then, like, yeah, like he grew up in a na- like it's a little like um I don't think it's a dead end. Was he he was Penn Hills? Yeah. Okay. I, I it wasn't a dead end. If you know his brother Kenny too, he's fucking nuts. I don't too. know Kenny at all. But um yeah, so like I can just imagine. Because like Greg <laughs> comes from money, you know, okay. and, and and mom and dad took care of them and Greg was a nut. <laughs> You know what I mean? Still is. What do you mean was? What do you mean was? Bro? Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, I could just see them running around the neighborhood. <laughs> like, they're in the neighborhood that, like, why, why are these terrors here? You know what I mean? That's so fun. That's so fun, dude. I love that. That's super on brand for Greg Rudolph, too. That makes me happy to hear, honestly. Let's. Are we getting a live selfie during the podcast? Nice. You don't get that very often. That's fun. <laughs> I did let Chris know that he is episode 101, first episode of the 247 Combat Sports Podcast. That's pretty special, it man. Is. Launching a new era. It is. I mean, the timing is just impetuous. I was part of the old, <laughs> and I'm going to be part of the new. There it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. by the way, I'm going to say this on air. Um, Edwin Vera once on. He has not been on. 
Oh, on the podcast. On the podcast. I was like, Edwin what, what card fun. does he want on? He's, he's a been funny on kid. so many 247. Dude, we need oh, him I love on. Edwin. He needs yeah. to be on. Yeah, like, he's a funny kid. Hang on, hang on. While we're talking really funny about... Kid. <laughs> can we say? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because we 100% had Edwin scheduled to be on. So I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm just... We can harass I'm, the yeah, crap yeah. out of him. I'm so saving he, pace He canceled or something? He... He had some legal trouble. He had some okay. legal troubles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't make it. Right. So we did. Edwin, we had you on, brother. And you just you're always on. welcome. Yeah. And if you show up, triple cheeseburger. I owe Edwin a triple cheeseburger to this day. So that's got to happen. To this day. Chris Williams requested bourbon, whiskey. Here we are. He got bourbon and whiskey. Don't so, tell my Edwin, wife. you come in. Edwin's getting a, a triple cheeseburger from. Yeah, where? That five guys. Five guys. He wanted five, five guys. guys. He okay. did want five guys. You got to put respect. E- you got to put respect. everything on it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just load that. Like, bad. like don't be leave a thirty dollar cheeseburger. Yeah. Just no, no. The toppings are no extra. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude. Man, I haven't been to Five Guys in a minute. I'll be honest. Yeah. I do like it though. When I'm there, I'm like, I mean, it literally costs thirty bucks for a cheeseburger. <laughs> really? It's not expensive. It's the, so the expensive. toppings aren't extra. It just costs thirty. I haven't been there in. Tell you. Yeah, I you can get as many toppings me. as you You're want. You're a burgatory guy? No, I have a burgatory by me. What is that? What's by me? No, by me, like where oh, I live. Dude, I, I live this there. is called the English language. <laughs> we here put we are. sentences together. <laughs> how much, live, um, how much whiskey has been me. consumed? I live uh, like right <laughs> by, dumbass. I told you where I live. I live close to yeah. the waterfront. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You live in my mom's neck of the woods. Where's she She's in Munhall. Oh, yeah. I'm West Mifflin. Right there. Where's she at? She's up on top. Like, if you go across the Homestead High Level Bridge, you go yep. up the hill. Yep, yep. She's like by behind the Kogos. Nice. On, off of uh, what's behind what's that? the Kogos? What's that I street called? If you go all the way streets. up to the top and you turn right. Okay, you turn right. Yep. Okay. Yep. By gotcha. the cemetery. Gotcha. You turn right there. Yep. I turn left. Okay. That's yep. funny. You're yep. probably so within close. minutes of my. Oh, house. for sure. Yeah. Five ten for sure. Yeah. Watch out, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Williams coming in hot. But yeah, know, when, he, when he said buy me, I thought that was an app like, like buyme.com or something. To defend not knowing what no, a sentence no, dude. is. I'm, I'm defending that. Buy me. Defend yourself at all times, right? I think, um, oh, it's 10 o'clock. It's, it's I'm late. Too, I'm too late for a Chipotle run. <laughs> He's, we're talking about five guys, and he's like, mm, Well, I'm on keto, keto. so yeah, I can eat saying. Chipotle without the rice. Like, yeah, get, a yeah. Salad. get a nice salad. Dude. Chipotle has gone downhill severely lately. Dude, really? Ch- Chipotle. I don't know that the food has gone downhill, but the like the it when that. No, I don't think the food has gone down. I think that it lost its luster. Like mm. it legitimately was on fire, and then all of the that lettuce stuff happened, and uh-huh, yeah, and the they just collapsed after that. The lettuce stuff was bad. That's for sure. Yeah, but they had bad lettuce. Yeah. Mm. Lettuce is like everybody thinks chicken's the main food poisoning, but lettuce is way more dangerous. Lettuce is dangerous, dude. Don't eat your lettuce, kids. kids. It's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eat fried food yeah. instead. Yeah, look yeah. at us. You can look like us <laughs> and don't eat your lettuce, kids. <laughs> Just drink whiskey. <laughs> and Turner's tea. Um, okay, <laughs> so what? Okay, so is that no, okay? When I was originally saying, uh, like, I don't know how you guys can do this, and I sat down. So my father. Was a severe alcoholic. He okay. he di- likewise. He, he died, um, mm. like maybe fifth. Mm, 
15 years ago-ish. Um, and I hadn't seen him in like 20 years before that. Oh, okay. Um, but he was a severe alcoholic. And my childhood, I like remember the smell of whiskey. And it is like the most disgusting mm. thing ever for me. Because mm. so like checks out. I'll have beers and stuff. And he drank, he drank Seagram's Canadian whiskey and drank Icy Light and like, I mean, he lived on that for sure. That's a combo. But but to this day, I smell whiskey, any whiskey, and it and it just like brings back like not great memories. It's funny you say that because like when I drink beer, which is my dad's go to, I like I always like I don't know takes you back to that point. No, but it like like I still like I'm I'm cool with my dad now. Like sure. not that we ever like weren't cool. Well, yeah, we, there was a point we weren't cool, but like beer today, like if I drank it, like if I right now, I'll go home tomorrow. I wake up, I gotta be at the gym at seven a.m. tomorrow. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But if I drank beer, I'd wake up, meh, maybe puke. This, yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's yeah. just like a whiskey does go down way better. And I, there's one of my friends, one of my best friends, big beer guy, and. I like my beer too, as Ryan knows. I love beer and craft beer and whatever. I'll drink beer all day, but it does make you feel way worse, dude. When you drink whiskey, you wake up the next day and you're like, "Yeah, did I drink last night? I'm ready to go." (laughs) Other than being a little tipsy, (laughs) it's the blow. It's because there's no carbonation in it. It's got to be that, like the blow. It's not the carbonation. I think has to be. I think uh, the beer sits in kegs in that. Those kegs don't get cleaned out and they yeah. get refilled okay. with more beer over okay. and over again. <laughs> so there's like tons of gross sediment there is that, 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 that just happens that, inside yeah. those yeah, kegs. Yeah, right. Sure. That's what I bottom, think it is. Sitting at the bottom. And, and sure. I'll be the one first one to tell you, I prefer a, a draft beer every day over really? a, a bottle. Really? But hmm. but I I know that I'm also like consuming like some stuff that's questionable things Mm -hmm. this coming from a guy who we were just at permanis and he i i didn't use a straw for my water and he was like you know the glasses are the most dirty part of a kitchen if you drink right out of the glass without a straw you're getting like all these crazy diseases yeah all these he already has most of the cooties i got them so i'm not worried about it but this drinking out of a keg man saying like a glass is dangerous You know, I had a guy <laughs> that I loved that I worked with, okay, when I worked at UPS. And he would preach to always drink out of a glass, don't drink out of plastic, blah 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 blah. He's the biggest fucking dickhead I ever met. <laughs> Wait, are you are you relating no. that to no, me? No, I'm just okay. Okay. we've you, I think you kind of were, but that's we okay. uh I've been called you the second biggest You haven't been here long enough. I like he'll say something in my story. Like I'll think of something and I just tell a story. Dude. Okay, that's so it. here we are. That's yeah. the perfect this podcast. Been, it's, been, so, it's been so good. Yeah. So um <laughs> this dude, right? If I saw him today, I'd definitely be like, hey, you're a fucking dick. <laughs> like wow. if I saw him in the street, I'd be like, you're a pussy. And he'd be like, well, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I'm going to punch you in your face. Something like that. But he, this dude's a piece of shit. 
Anyways. You like him then? No. <laughs> I like so, that it's you're a dick, you're a pussy. Like two very different things. <laughs> you're either one or the other. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. You're a dickhead and you're also ill masculine. <laughs> but um he was so, big on the glasses. Yeah, he was big on he would always preach like drink out of a glass, blah blah blah. And I'm thinking like, dude, you drink like he was a big drinker. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you drink your alcohol out of a glass that you're fucking getting drunk on every night, you know? Yeah. And um, anyways, the best part about it is, remember when the riots happened with the uh, George Floyd? Yeah. In downtown, for and sure. All that happened. Yep. And I'm looking at all the. I'm looking at the uh, one night. I don't know list why. of names that were getting arrested. Why the hell I did that? I don't know. I come across it, <laughs> and I'm looking at the names, and I see the name, and I'm like. There's no fucking way it ain't him because his name is so unique. And I messaged someone, the old friend that I worked with. I'm like, hey, this got to be him, right? I messaged her. I'm like, hey, this is him, right? And she was like, dude, this is great. Like, you have no idea what's going on at work right now. Like, people are just crushing him as fucking, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, okay. Just shows you the piece of karma. shit that you are. Yeah. Karma. Karma. Gets karma? everybody. Karma worthy. Karma worthy. Karma worthy. So let's talk about, that? have you guys talked about Yinzer boxing? A little bit. Okay. Definitely so pretty much. I, I want to know some, some more scoop on the Yinzer boxing thing. So I saw a picture on Facebook um, within the last couple of days. I don't know if it was, so I guess I, I need to get up to speed because I haven't really talked to you since you went off. Where are you currently do you have your own place? Are you partnering with someone else? Like what? Give me the whole scoop. Um, I have, I don't really, I want to say I have my own place. What's that? I don't want to say I don't own it. I don't okay, own a building. But, okay. But you're partnering with someone or no. someone's invested in you. Or? I'm in a garage that my professional boxer owns. Nice. Okay. Good. I went and did my own thing. I, I hit up Hotch and was like, Hey, I think it's time for me to, do my own thing. And me yep. and Kwame talked about it. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? He was like, hey, why don't you just, you know, because I was teaching the boxing classes there and it was always just the, um, the boxing classes, the academy aren't like, it ain't like fighters took it. You know, it was always like a fitness thing. Mm-hmm. All the fighters worked one-on-one as they do now. And um, so Kwame, like I was just, te- just teaching Mondays and he was like, dude, why don't you just do your own thing? You know, he was like, I'll teach class because, you know, he's better at it. Anyways, he's like we talked about. He got all the energy in the world to do something like that. He's got a voice. That's yeah. For yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> and um, he always. Would Although tell you me have that. a voice. Too. Me, yeah. True. But not like that. Like not like I do, but not like. um. The only time you do is when you're in a corner. Right. Yes. He Other does that, literally. Not, yeah. Comments all on the time. Yep. Comments on yep. <laughs> Arthur's like that, too. Yeah. You ever talk to Arthur? She's the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, she's well. It could be during a fight. Like she's gonna make her voice (laughs) like right. And and um, she and she'll like say anything she wants. Right. right. But um, so yeah. So I was just like, hey, I was. I had my kids' class, and I was like, I was like, I gotta grow this a little bit. Can't grow it here, you know. I was like, hey, I was like, talk to Bill. I'm gonna move down to his garage. You know, da da da. Where's that at? Right down the street in the West End. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right, literally five minutes from the academy. Cool. Is it closer to like the West End or? I mean, uh, I guess it has to be. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. 
Besides it's, the parkway. It's a, it's a pri- so when I say this, it's a private location, so I don't want to be like, hey, everybody just show up and look for me, because it's not that way. Okay, and, 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 and nice. I will, yeah. So don't ever come to <laughs> don't come. Yinzer Box. Do not come. You are you. not yeah. welcome, jackass, but I'll be there. But, uh, so you can so, tell me off. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I have my, uh, I was building the youth class, and it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I had a ton of people. And then some miserable bitch across the street started calling the cops because because the parking because the parking yeah, yeah. so mm. I shut that down and like uh, you know it's kind of to a point where it's like I don't know if I'm gonna do the the youth boxing class as much as I wanted because can, can I don't do know that I have this the time again, though that, all right yeah I'm in, I'm in I'm in you know limbo and uh, so I think the play is I need people under like people that can I'm not gonna be around all the time I'm gonna be out of town. You know what I mean? Fighters mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. I'll be in. I'll be moving. I'll be back and forth to Florida with Bill. I need to. I need someone that could be there that could run it for me when I'm not, mm-hmm. and I don't have that yet. So, um, yeah, Yenzer Boxing is basically me, just uh, doing my thing. Called it. Decided to. Once I moved off, I was like, "What am I going to name it?" Well, Yenzer Boxing is good. And it works. <laughs> so, it so was so there a point where there was some type of collaboration or at least discussion with Mayweather boxing? Like, was there something going Nothing. on there? So, um, the only thing that happened there was, um, whenever they opened. So, what happened there was they they actually, truthfully, what happened was they posted a video, and it was like of them working out with whatever, and it was like, oh god, what's this? You know what I mean? It was like fitness trainers doing a thing. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Flora hit them up and was like, "Hey guys, like I just offer my services. Like, if you guys got Mayweather on your name, you should probably know what you're doing." And he was like, "You know, whatever." And time went by, and they hit him up, and they were like, "Hey, you know, whatever. Why don't you come down, show us a thing or two? And he was like, "Okay, cool, but this is my guy." He was like, "This is like this is the guy here, you know, whatever." So then I come over. And uh, I just teach a youth class there. That's it. Oh, so you are teaching a youth class there. That's it. It's okay. nothing more. Gotcha. It's um every other Saturday. Or no, it's every Saturday. One week it's um kids and parents. And then the next week it's parents and just kids. So it's 45 minutes youth class, just teaching the fundamentals. Nice. Something very simple. And that's that. Gotcha. Yeah. So as far as a Mayweather collab, I briefly... We were, um, we got to a point when that happened, when the lady did that, I was like, well, we didn't, we didn't do spot. And he was like, let's do it. So we were looking at buildings and stuff like that. But then where I'm at now, I'm kind of like, let's pull the brakes on that. Sure. So it's, it's, t- I'll tell you what, yeah. finding a location <laughs> is really tough. Like it's, it's really tough. And so like, I, with with the roofing, like we are we are maxed out of this building. Yeah, and we just don't have anywhere to go. And we we've, we've tried to find a per like another place or at least a warehouse or like <laughs> it, it's been very difficult. And the commercial market seems like as there's more and more space that's yeah. empty. They raised the prices, and it's like right. that's not how this that's works. Right, zero percent how it works. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it seems like and and there's another aspect of 
finding a permanent place that like I've dealt with that as, with right. as well. And it's it's really just it's so difficult to to find that. Um, so we, you know, so when you're saying like, you know, you're in a, there's no like that's awesome that you have a place to to train that even if it is secret double probation location. Yeah. So like I <laughs> I'm down Hotches. I got down there. Then I have I left room in my basement, which we have plenty of room. There's time to time if 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 it works and it works for both of us, I'll have someone come to my house. Yeah. And that's Perfect. that obviously is convenient as hell. Yeah. And um but that's just like I work around them. Like, yeah. hey, is it closer at Hotches or is it closer at uh where I live? It's closer at Hotches. Right, you I'm need to there. nickname mm-hmm. your basement. Like the pit, like you have to have a I've cool that. name for it. It's Peach. Peach. My buddy makes fun of me. He's like, "Look at that!" I was training someone. Actually, I think it was Craig Perry. I was working him out, and he 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 said something on my. Uh, he was on Instagram, or he just messaged <laughs> me, and he was like, "Your Peach Basement." It is. It's Peach. Peach. <laughs> so peach. the color <laughs> is Peach, but I say the Peach Pit. Oh, call it. Oh, like that's like good. on um the Peach Pit. That was uh uh. Dude, I'm Come gonna on, lay dude. You down here. Come hang on, on. Hang on. Hang on. Give me my supercomputer here. In the my Peach pocket. Pit. That was the. Uh, that was the play. That was the hangout on. Um, with Zach Morris. Lisa oh, Turtle, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Oh, the Peach wow. Pit. That was peach it. Peach Pit. That. You're probably right. It is. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. One hundred percent. That is. It, it is the peach pit. What a call, peach pit. dude! What you're a call saved. right there. It's all right, cause yeah. I'm saved by the bell. I I just miss Saved by the Bell. My sister, who is oh, you weren't a Saved by the Bell guy. No, she's yeah, just like WWE. You're just like WWE. <laughs> I'm a peach pit. I'm a peach pit. Peach pit. My sister's like four years older than me. Yeah, four. Three, four ish. She was into Saved by the Bell, but I just missed it, dude. Like, it I was, was the cutoff. It was line. so awesome. It was like complete, like kid, awful acting, <laughs> yes. like, like. Yeah. But they had, I can't even remember her name now. And the the Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes, and she was. I uh, hope that's her name. Every guy's no. I yeah. I think that's her. She was crazy. She yeah. would like when you're a little like a kid like that in that it's as hard era. As it gets, that yeah. was she was a perfect ten. <laughs> yeah, she was. In she was something era. special. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, that was my. You know, I was probably like toward the end. I was probably like I didn't watch it anymore. I was too old. You're like uh, Tiffany's not as hot to me anymore. No, I think she. Cool. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to. I think she was, but. Also, she was on that show, Charmed, and she—I I think she I don't was on know that, that show. at all. Yeah, I can't even tell you. I what think that she is. was on Charmed. It was um, just basically a bunch of attractive girls that pretend like that were witches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bunch of attractive girls that were well, witches. Well, I mean, so what was the girl from Concept. from Who's the Boss? We need Chris back. Yeah, who's the, yeah. Who's the boss? What's her name? Who's the girl. The boss? That was Tony Danza, right? Yeah, but that wasn't the girl. No, his daughter. Her. Oh man. By the way, Lisa Turtle's top five. 
What? I was going to say it when Ryan was talking. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to ruin your moment. No go. I mean, uh, Lisa Turtle. I don't know top five. Top five growing up? No, I was into Tiffany. Like, what's her? What was her name? um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Kelly. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. So hard. Lisa Tarter was it, it, bro. Lisa Tarter was it. Dude, you could have Lisa. I get Kelly. Kelly was the... She, everybody liked Kelly. She was amazing. She was, like, so hot. She Not uh, bad. Like, you're not kicking her out of bed for eating Pringles or anything, but... No, no. I mean, he said top five in, in like, growing up. Like, dude, Lisa Turtle was... That's a high standard. I can't believe we can't remember... Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the know show... For you? Do you remember I didn't the know, show Charmed? I didn't... Yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. It yeah. was on the. He's it was on. So like, listen, that was on the CW. Yes, which <laughs> is one of my seven hundred nicknames. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. right. So that, that, you was, have on, a that was on the, the CW. CW. I never put the, that together, the but yeah. CW. Yeah. Sure. My favorite the nickname I've ever had is Channel Fifteen. Why? Because <laughs> that was, was the, CW. the CW. Yeah, that was my. That's my favorite one I've ever had. <laughs> should Chanel, we bring Chanel number one five? Should we? Should we bring that back? But uh, where were we? Lisa Turtle. Twenty to the point. <laughs> Twenty to the point. <laughs> shout out. This is the shout out episode. We shout out Aunt Peggy. Twenty to the point. Who else did we get today? I don't know. We got a lot of shout outs Speaking of shout outs. Kelly Kapowski. (laughs) The rehab center. Dude, come on. I mean, those guys support us tremendously. Best chiropractic care in Western Pennsylvania. Give them your business or you're in trouble. I felt it myself. I I showed up one day to the mat factory to give Justin his... uh, what was he pro fighter of the year? Yeah, submission of the year. I think he won something too. Like that. Both of the them. Year or I think he won yeah. both of them. Yeah, give him his awards. And he was a pro fighter of the year, wasn't he? He was MVP. MVP. Yeah. What's that mean? Best ticket seller. He's like. Oh. He was like. That was an MVP. Yeah, dude. I didn't know there was an MVP. Emmy and pro. I didn't yeah. know there was. Who was the Emmy MVP? Clayton Lee, I think. Clayton, Clayton Lee. Lee, and I think yeah. we gave a. Is that Hoot Lee? Hoot Lee. That motherfucker's. I'll tell you what. He's a problem, bro. I well, whatever. <laughs> problem child. Uh, uh, like he's fun to watch fight. I didn't even see his fight. How many fights he got now? Two, two, One. two. He's two and dude. Yeah, I met him. I think it was his first fight. Okay, and I'm in the back with uh, Tony Welch mm-hmm. and Danilo, and you know the, the, the clan, their clan. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a part of a lot of clans. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So I'm back there with their clan, and and Hoots like Tony's telling me like Tony's like, dude, this gets fucking crazy. He's like talking to these stories. He's telling me a couple of stories about like shit that Hoot said. And I was like, dude, you can't say that to people. Like you can't do that. Like you can't just you can't just do these things. And Hoot like comes back after his fight and he's like, like I I've never met the kid before. I've never met the kid before. I know nothing. All all I got is like the little bit that like Tony's talked about. Like, oh Hoot's getting ready to go. Like we were in the back, but he didn't really talk to us prior fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like, Tony's like, this kid's nuts. Like, he's, like, goofy as shit, you know? <laughs> and uh, he comes back after his fight, and he's like, that didn't go any way like I thought it would. <laughs> he was like, dude, 
He was like, I went out there and I thought I was just going to fucking hit him and kill him. And he hit me and I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, and that's what Mike Tyson's famous quote's all about. Yeah, Everyone's got like, a plan until you get punched just in like, the face. Oh yep. shit, that's what this is? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's Hoots. Hoots, like he's one of them kids that like (laughs) Hoots. Definitely the dude. It like the party that is upside down doing the the keg stands and fucking. (laughs) Or or, or doing. doing, What did Hoot do tonight at the party? Like he's the you know what I mean. He's the crazy one. He's he's running up his ass to chug a beer. Hundred percent. He's running through the. Yep, he's yep. St- he's a Steve over your party for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's kind of quiet around us, so I've never experienced that. But I'm gl- happy to I know can that. see that. Yeah. yeah, and shout out Dan Walters as well because that was the fight, dude. Dan Walters and Hu Lee was such a good it was fight. Such Who, a good where's Dan Walters from? Uh, high ground, Greensburg. High ground. Okay. Yeah, he's a sa- dude. His hands are good. You are would, they? You would love Dan. Honestly, Dan Walters. He's got smooth stand up. So that's Hootley you know saying, what? I, um, hit me, and I was like, yeah, where am I? <laughs> too. So um, there's a girl that was out the Mad Factory the other night, like maybe like three weeks ago, and she was from High Ground. Faith Nichols, maybe? No, it wasn't Faith. Mm. Um, I don't know. Sort of it was, it, no, she hasn't fought ever. Oh. She's like 17. It's a young okay. girl, and she's going to college for wrestling. Wow. Um, Good for her. But like all, I yeah. saw her, and she was very, very... Uh, asked a lot of questions, mm-hmm. like very, like trying to learn. Yeah, yeah. And I asked people, like, who's she? Like, she was someone that, like, and she was from High Ground. Okay. So it, 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 it shows to me when, like, I say this because people don't know fuck about striking. <laughs> yeah. And when I see someone that does, like, that, like, at least Cares. got a little bit there, yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, I see something there. You know what I mean? It's, it's impressive and, like respectful to me that like I see someone that's like, okay, you know, that's really you know how to cool. strike a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's interesting, and I think mm-hmm. MMA in general does that. There's a level of communication between people who get it and people who don't. Where like, we we run into it all the time that's, with venues and things like that. In, it's like you don't even know like, what we do. Yeah, you know what you say that. Do you guys know who um Beto Jones is? I know, Beto know Pizza. Beto? I feel like someone. I feel like someone just mentioned that name to us. So Beto Jones used to, um, who he trained. I don't know how much he's involved anymore. Beto's a cool dude. Okay, old school black dude. Like you know, keeps himself real cool guy. Um, he trained Francis Healy for a long okay. time. And whenever, Mad yeah, Mad Dog. Whenever Francis fought Kama, mm-hmm. um, Beto talked a lot of shit. And Kama went back and forth, and Kama beat Francis, and this and that. It's funny. I actually was like Francis's main sparring partner for that fight. It's crazy that Small that fight world. ever happened. Yeah. Small world. But um, so Beto said to me one time, he said, and it was like, I, I always remember this. He's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, and I'm sure other areas of life, there's parts like this, you know. He was like, but in fighting, for whatever reason, there are people that have been around the game their entire lives and don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. I don't know if it's a must be a masculinity thing. Yeah, it must yeah, yeah. be a ego thing. Just that, like you yeah. know, just want to. I don't start, know. They don't want to start at square one. Right. Get, they maybe, think they're beyond that, so then they'll be like, "Yep, 
I my okay. My biggest MMA pet peeve is the lack of jabs. Like I don't understand why jabs aren't even really a thing. In this. um, watch the interboxing. Uh, watch the <laughs> interboxing fighter fight in. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm just saying. Rephrase that statement. In general, <laughs> it, 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 like, there's a comma used the jab, and, oh, and, and, and he literally, like, got a knot. Like, like, so let's see. Who has a good jab in the area? Comma worthy, John DeJesus, Justin Patton, Shaka worthy. All the yins um, guys. Do I need to go on and on? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like it, it yeah. matters. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, just in MMA in general, there's like, I think a lot of times, like, he could throw like three jabs and like set up, like, he would, yeah. and, and there's just fucking, no jabs. Yeah. A jab is like gold. Okay. It's, it, I, I just feel like guys, uh, guys. I just like, like the way like, uh, okay, thank you. Like I just said, people don't know shit about striking. And Ryan goes, no one jabs. <laughs> no fucking shit. Like, what are you doing? Here, listen. Corey Sandhagen, Rob Font. Mm-hmm. Corey Sandhagen says that he hurt his tricep. And that's okay. That was a part of the reason he shot so much. Corey Sandhagen also repeat right after the fight said that Rob Fawn has a serious hole in his game with takedowns and I'll win that way every single time basically said fuck what everyone thinks if this is what I gotta do to win I'm gonna do that there's nothing wrong with that okay cool I got the W but don't tell everybody your tricep was hurt whenever you say well this is the way like emphatically passionately go this is the way I'm gonna win Mm-hmm. Because he has a hole in his game. Yeah. Why didn't you want to stand with him? Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I why didn't you want to stand, Corey? Because I can guarantee you that because Dana White's like legitimately has already talked about it. He's like he's pissed off the way Corey fought. Oh yeah, he left before the fight was even over. So um, yeah. you know that everybody wants like you could sell yourself more by knocking a guy out than mm-hmm. wrestle fucking him. So why didn't you stand, Mister? I'm going to switch 700 times around. Mr. Creativity, the best striker in the game. Why? Mm-hmm. A jab in positioning. Yeah. It never was there. All that switching doesn't fucking work if the person isn't standing directly in front of you. That's I didn't great see point. the fight. It's a great point. <laughs> I do that know was Rob like last though. weekend, right? Or yeah, the weekend it, was, it was very recently, yeah. yeah. Like, it was like two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks ago. It, it's it's it's. And I watched. I didn't truthfully I didn't watch fight. Yeah, but I, I watched. I, I watched clips <laughs> and watched highlights of what like as he was trying to walk around the pocket and do what he does. And Rob yeah. was just like, nope. I'll just walk to the other side and pick up the shoulder and jab and jab and jab and jab and jab and all your fancy bullshit doesn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched much UFC at all in the past. Like couple weeks but the one the one that i did we were in um bar harbor and i had to fu- so we were out to dinner and josh's fight was going to be coming yeah, on. yeah. josh from yeah. yeah and so i was like i, I was like we got to get to a place yeah. where i can watch this right even if it's on my phone that's fine but i need a signal and there's right, like right. not a lot of signals going on in sure. sure i mean unless you're right in town so we were eating lobster and and we're we're like leaving it around like 
10 to 7. And I'm like, we got to move, right? <laughs> so we're driving, and I'm like, it's on. And I get the signal right as the fight is getting ready to start. They're announcing nice. Josh's fight. Nice. Like, it's awesome. It's perfect. And then. Oh, no. As Josh, soon as the bell rings, Josh has his hand on the cage. He's running. Bell rings. Lose my signal. No. Uh, so I'm like. That hurts. I'm like, Paul, drive, go. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. So for, fortunately for me, but not, you know, he obviously wanted a shorter fight. By the time we got there, it was, it was, the, still it was the second yeah. round, and I got to watch it. And like, So, yeah, I got to watch him win. Josh looked great. I know. He, he he's like, I've seen his post. He's, he's down on himself. himself up yeah. I, which is crazy. You I think he did he look great. great? Yeah. Dude, it's okay, the UFC. So, like, yeah. That guy, okay, I so, think so. In Josh's defense, I think that Jamie Pickett kind of like he didn't look like he was trying to engage. Exactly, look like he wanted to win. Like, I totally I agree with you. I don't want to say he didn't want to win, but he wasn't like. So, people don't understand this. Like, if like a world class boxer doesn't want hit, he's not getting hit. If he doesn't want to engage in the fight. And just play defense the whole There's time. You can do that. Fight. Yeah, it's not gonna be a fight. Like but, so, people, like when you. So, like what I'm saying is, like, Jay, I, I feel like Jamie Pickett, like, didn't. He was timid. Like I talked to Kama about this, and uh, Kama was like, "Yeah, maybe he was worried about getting caught." That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yep. That's exactly yep. what it is. So, but and but the it, thing is, like, and man, it came like, to fruition because of his fear. Exactly. Like he made that come spoke to, it right uh -huh. into existence. Yep. And right, and he just didn't like he didn't engage. So Josh didn't really have an opportunity to look good. Yep. But like he did what he had to do to win. But yawn. Like yeah, yeah, we yeah. need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not. Sure. And it's not talking shit. Like um. Like Josh knows. That's why Josh is talking about it. Like he's two and two now. His next fight, he needs to do something that's. And his gets last win going, was huge. Gets people that, exciting. That yeah, absolutely, absolutely. His yeah. LFA run, he he had dude, a his lot LFA run yeah. was the shit. It was. Oh, dude, so good. So he good. fucking yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I think as he gets more comp listen, he he started off with two losses. He's now on a two fight win yep. streak. I think now is where he can feel more comfortable. That's it. And That's it. So, like, yep. even though that fight might have been a little ugly and boring, it was still a win. Mm -hmm. It's still a. It, it it's still that it's mark, a confidence booster. It's a mark that you that know mark that I I belong move here. Right. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think and Jamie you know Pickett's Jamie Pickett's not like a bum. No, he's no. not a bad fighter. It's not someone that like oh yeah. he's he's new in the UFC and. You yeah. know, Josh did that to him. No, it a, it's a guy that's been around for a while. Yeah, I think I, I forget where I said this. Maybe on the podcast. But like the days of actual bums being in the UFC is are kind over. Of, they're There's over. no such thing. That's done. There's like no if you're thing. there at if all. If you're in the UFC, yeah. you're good. Yeah, exactly. Even I'm if, glad you agree. Even <laughs> unless if, you're Zuckerberg or unless you're a, listen, a, Zuckerberg versus um, Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. I'm calling it right now. It'll never happen. I agree. Zuckerberg via submission, whatever. You I called that though. when it yeah, was yeah, yeah. when it was hot. <laughs> Zuckerberg by by that will never by happen. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he wants to do. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> okay, go on. Elon Musk by invention. 
Rear naked invention. We don't know what it's going to be because <laughs> R&I. He's Elon and we're not. R&I. Rear R-N-I. naked R-N-I. invention. Rear naked invention. I love it. I love that. we go. That's so good. Rear naked invention. Beautiful. It happens. Happens to the best of us. It really does. Dude, this has been literally one of the, I don't know if it's the whiskey talking or the it's conversation the talking. No, it's this the conversation. It's, it's been such a good podcast, man. You, yeah. You've absolutely crushed it. We're we're coming up on three hours here. Really? So I think it's time to cut the good viewer loose. Are, are on you this are one. you gonna release this as a whole or are you gonna make make No, nah, dude, we're releasing this. This is it. This three is Chris Williams. Hours. The all, episode one oh one the first episode of the two four seven combat sports podcast. Come on. Okay. This is the one. Do you, do you watch the podcast like regularly or do you just see clips or like you don't have, I mean, it's not going to offend truth? us no matter what you say. Yeah, you're not going to offend us. Unless I've never, I won't listen to this one. Really? There's a I lot of people so who won't listen to this. So this is the only one I, yeah. that you're not going to listen to. <laughs> that's that's yeah, what I heard. Yeah, I've listened to all, listen to all 100. <laughs> I will not listen to this one. <laughs> no, I don't listen like. So good. So I'll tell you a story now. Okay. Have you ever seen a clip from this studio? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, absolutely. So you have seen this. I've liked. I shared them. Okay. You guys tag me. I share. You know, I do all that because, but like to actually things- pay attention and listen to what people have to say for an hour or more. Um, I don't yeah. know. See, or the, three. Here's why. Here's why. I'm gonna tell you a story. <laughs> you okay? hear enough of this shit all the uh, exactly. every day. So the people you have on here, I know, right? Sure. Generally. For sure. Except um, for like, like John Anik. You, <laughs> you probably don't know him. You had John Anik on here? Uh, yeah. yeah when? Come on, man. Bro, if you watched, you would know that. Something. That was a very early one. <laughs> yeah. See, you gotta watch. Okay. That was the Zoom days before we had the studio okay. and it was all remote. So, yeah. hey, let's throw, let's name drop him. Um, You ever heard of... Jason Cardillo. Yes. Boom. No, you should have. You should have watched. Hang Jason. on, hang on, hang on. Let's back it up real hard because before we get into whatever we're going for, which I love, by the way, I want to see where this is going. But I also want you to talk about Jason Cardillo because that's my guy. And I feel like he is like, he's the Pittsburgh fighter that got away. He has a man crush. He, he should have been. Um, he should have yeah. been the other guy. Yeah. Um. So I don't. Was he well-rounded? No, 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 he was he was like but, Pittsburgh's Khabib. He was so good at what yeah, he did that right. nobody could. Pittsburgh yeah. Khabib. Pittsburgh's. Uh, like, yeah, Jesus that's God. the truth. Uh, but like but to, Pittsburgh's to, Khabib. Khabib didn't lose. He didn't. Didn't, didn't Cardillo have a loss? He no. never lost. OK, I was just kidding. <laughs> He's Pittsburgh's Khabib. <laughs> So, never yeah, lost. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like people said that he was just relentless. Like if you look at like uh, his forehead. Look like he ran into that wall because he has his entire life. Yeah, he just, he just yeah. ran into someone else. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, that's what everybody says. He just, uh, Cardillo. My opinion of Cardillo, I, um, I don't know him that well. Um, oh, damn. he, <laughs> I like him from what I know. Yeah, but uh, like I worked with him whenever for Milstead's second fight against Jordan Johnson. Sure, he was uh his wrestling coach. Okay, and uh, it showed. Cause he couldn't take him down, but um, oh. yeah. Uh, that uh, you know, you would know him better if you had to watch the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, I yeah, I um, I don't know Cardillo that well. 
Damn. To, to really give a strong opinion on him. But from what I know, I like him a lot. He's nice. definitely a fighter. He's definitely like um, someone that you would want in your corner, yeah. per se. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That was a good fight, too. Milstead and Jordan Johnson. I, I thought like, he. I thought Milstead won. A lot of people did, especially but, from around here, of course. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it was it, one of those objectively, like, either guy won. And it, right. It's not yeah, a robbery right. either way. Yeah, yeah. but... Yeah. In my opinion, in that, like, Milstead was trying to win, mm-hmm. whereas Jordan Johnson was just, like, trying I, not to lose. I hear yeah. a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear a lot of people talk about, like, use the term robbery, and, like. That's that's I thrown have, out there a lot. I too have much. Like, never. Too, way too much. Yeah. I have never, ever seen a live fight at 247 that had a robbery. Like, that do it was I, that bad. Do, that you're like, no way. Do that I guy have won. ones where I'm like, I thought the other guy won. Absolutely, all the time. Yeah, every yeah. single time though. But a robbery. I can I can literally say like that round could have gone either way. This round could have gone either way. There's your non-robbery right there. Like yep, right. if two of three rounds could have gone either way, then it's Anything not a robbery. Yeah. Perfect example, the Jeff Magan and Nick Nash. Just I, exactly. yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. But I, yeah, that's the best example in the last show. I yeah. literally thought Nash won that fight. I thought he won that fight. That's what a lot of people there say. Is- I, wa- I watched enough of it. Like, so that fight was one of them fights where, like, I watched, like, so what's it, a nine minute fight? No, I probably yeah, six minutes. No, nine. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine. yeah you're right. So I probably watched like six or seven minutes of it, mm-hmm. like back and forth, doing what I was doing in the back and watching. Yeah. Yep. But I didn't. It was close enough that I didn't like. It wasn't like all right. So what I saw it looked like Nick Nash won, but I can't give an opinion because right. It was it was close enough that I can't like be yeah. It, and that's know. what like like the whole point is like using the word like. To me, and I get like people are emotional, and like when you think you won, you think you got robbed because it it was close, but you thought you clearly won. Right. And, but like there are clear rounds there yeah. that were could have gone either way. You couldn't blame, like especially the second round. Yeah. The second round is was not clear who won. Not at all. And, and the third, for that matter. I think the third was Nash. Nick. And I, the third was Nash. Like for sure. definitely leans that way. I I just rewatched the fight, not just, but after the fight was over, I was talking to Nick's coach, and that's probably why. So there's there's the argument on the fight. Nash turned it on and got better and better and better, right, etc. Right, won the third, whereas left it's like so so Elijah yep. Davis's last yep. fight. Yep, Elijah won the first two rounds. No doubt about it. And was and didn't look good in the last round. And did not look good in the last, last round. He lost the third round. Yep. And it was he won two one. And people were like, oh but my it, god. Yeah. Like maybe people Dude, think Tariq won. You but, nailed it. Eh, you know. Yeah, I think uh That's exactly yeah. Same yeah. exact case for that fight. I think Will we're talking break? about different fights. You talking about two four seven fight? Elijah when no. he lost? No, no, no. no, no. We're no. Talking, talking about my last in, fight? In, yeah, yeah. In, in, oh yeah, you were there. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaac has I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. Now being out Math Factory, being out there, I've been out there like um eight, like maybe like three months now. I don't even know how long it's been. I don't. I don't count. I just do <laughs> you my just thing. Live. Just, just do live. It. Yeah. Just do it. 
Isaac since like people 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 will say to me like oh you're mean you're too rude to people you ever see Isaac in a room oh, get him, get him I haven't doors? actually dude I want to hear this though so like <laughs> let's hear after after Elijah's third round and like he is just like livid yeah I can imagine he's livid like he is every night I'm there and everybody, like, oh, you know, every night it's like 100 more reps, 100 more reps, 100 more reps. We don't take no mistakes made. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think I could make that That's case like, for another Matt Factory fighter recently. Mm -hmm. even, well, though, even though it was dominant, I thought that it could have been a finish and should have been a finish. For them? For yeah. the Bass Factory yeah. fighter, yeah, Shine? yeah. I think I I think if she, I think her cardio, if it was better, she finishes that fight. And and I'm not that, listen, listen. I'm not trying to be critical so, of anyone. No, no, no. Objectively speaking, they're, they're meat and potatoes, yeah. baby. She totally yeah. dominated that Hell fight. Yeah. It was shy, complete, so completely um, dominating performance. Let's say, um. One, give credit where credit's due. That girl. I even went up to her afterwards. Was, was like the toughest fucking girl. You are as the it gets. toughest person. I've There's a picture. Broad, she, perhaps. There was, Did I you say it. broad? <laughs> I have a picture. I'll never say that again. I have a picture of. Uh, I think people know my sense of humor. <laughs> Clearly, they don't. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. I have out. a I have a picture. Well, it's on it's on social media, but I I, I saved it of Shy Landon, whatever, like right hand or something. And Shy's a thick girl herself. Mm. Like she's a everything about I train her. Like everything about Cheyenne is thick. Like she's a strong, strong, strong girl. Mm -hmm. Everything about her is low to the ground, thick. Like it's gonna take maybe maybe next fight, or maybe the one after that. But Cheyenne's gonna start putting people to sleep. Mm. She's just too built. Mm -hmm. She's I, I she's built like a puncher. I don't disagree. It's just a, it's just a time frame of when right. she starts to do it right. that with girl. what's going on. But that girl was tough, tough as, as nails. And, and there was a point. So something I look for and I see in fights and I see it happen all the time is like people just say, OK, I'm done. She never did that. Dude, that she looked, girl. She looked for she looked for an out the whole fight. Like when I say out, I don't mean an out. Like I'm looking out of the fight. She looked for an a window yeah. to win. Right. Well, no, I'm if saying Cheyenne, the opponent. I'm giving I'm her saying. credit yes. because she literally she never had a moment up. in the second round that was like, okay, she's just gonna give her her back and give up. And she fought to keep her off her back, like yep. and and fought like hundred percent. Like Isaac, Isaac preached killed. that. Isaac preached that about that girl, mm -hmm. and it was like Cheyenne kept top position the whole fight, mm -hmm. and he said he was like. If she'd have given it up once, it was done. I don't know how that fight would have went. Mm -hmm. That's that girl was, and that girl was back to the the picture that I, that I was talking about. Cheyenne's a thick girl. That girl's legs were twice the size of Cheyenne's. 
I mean, like this girl was thick and strong and built to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, maybe one or two more fights, Cheyenne finishes her. Mm-hmm. Once she gets a little more experience, a little more, you know. Yeah, I'd like mm-hmm. to see her get that finish. I, there were a couple moments I thought she was going to get it. And, me too. And it did, yeah, and me it too. Didn't and happen. it didn't happen. And I want her to turn close. that corner. And listen, I'm the biggest Cheyenne Hall fan. Like, I love her. She is like... I'm like a fan. Like I literally, what did I, I went, I don't even think I, I have it. I went up there to get like, to get a shirt off of her the one time. Like I love Cheyenne. Like I will support all these fighters when they go anywhere. Like I, you know, I want to see her get that finish. Yeah, like, for sure. Right. And, and, and I think it'll, it'll help her too. Like, well, yeah, th- it's that, okay. That was good. Her going through a 15 minute. That's, order, that's like, yeah, right. I, from a fighter's perspective, from a co- from a coach's perspective, mm-hmm. I'm more happy that if she just sat there and won in one round, I'd have been like, "Well, what do we have here?" Mm-hmm. I know you can grapple, yeah, you know, yeah. but like for her to go 15 minutes and she showed her composure, she mm-hmm. showed that she can be a dog. You know, mm-hmm. that girl was like, that's the type of person that when you fight, it's like tactically, you're like, well, this is easy as shit. Everything mm-hmm. we talked about worked. Everything so, we did worked. But it's not easy ever because physically they're just so imposing and they're constantly on your ass. And it's mm-hmm. a, you know. I thought, and this is just the way I was thinking as I'm watching the fight progress. If if she would have, if her opponent would have been able to stuff the takedown late like in the third like the beginning of the round like she she took her down all three rounds and beat her up right but there were glimpses where they were standing in like the second where cheyenne looked more tired than than her opponent did when they were standing it wasn't a conditioning thing it was um tactics tech technique thing Mm -hmm. like i know exact i know the exact mistake cheyenne made Mm -hmm. um like she got hit with a clean right hand. Mm-hmm. That's probably what you're talking about. Yeah. In the second round. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. Like she got like if Cheyenne couldn't take a punch, she might have been out. Mm-hmm. You know, she got hit with a clean right hand. Is she got a she had a little bruise. The next day she had a big ass bruises on her elbows and one little bruise on her chin. <laughs> from that punch. And um it was just her back and straight up. Mm-hmm. And it's just little little details that you don't yeah, you know, See, I don't mistake she don't make, and boom. I was thinking, I was thinking she looked. Now I don't know how she's feeling, and but I thought she looked tired, and I I just felt like um, if that I don't know her opponent's name, I Bonnie just, Bonnie Bad Bitch Wagner. Yeah, if Bonnie Wagner mm. was able to stuff a shot early on and like kind of discourage Cheyenne from shooting on her and taking the fight to the ground. That that third round <clears throat> could have been different. Could have been, yeah. Could, like that's what she needed to do. She needed to stuff. So that would have been down. that would have been a a situation of resilience as to whether Cheyenne could keep a composure standing, mm-hmm. and she did for the times that were the fight. But like that would have been a moment of like because tactically Cheyenne did everything that I wanted. That her and T, that uh, TK and myself wanted her to do, mm-hmm. like she was completely on point. 
And like she completely picked the girl apart, striking wise. But that girl was that like I mean that girl was resilient. Five. The most like that her resilient. face. Oh my god! I mean, after the it fight, it looked like a bare knuckle fa- face. Uh, after it looked like someone dropped cinder bricks on it. I mean, you know, I, it, she <laughs> it was bad. She looked really bad. I mean, it. Who, you know, who, she's, who just she's a school bare... teacher. Oh really? Bonnie Wagner's a school teacher. Wow. That's fucking dope, bro. Wow. She's gonna go back to Alabama. <laughs> Be like, but no, listen, like think about this respect. from a deeper from a yeah. deeper if, perspective. If you think this looks bad, you should see the other girl's elbow. Right. <laughs> but look at the deeper perspective, right? She comes back to her class of I don't know, whatever, twenty seven kids or however many kids she has, and they look at her and they're like. Bonnie, like teacher Bonnie yeah. fights people. Like yeah. you went to Pittsburgh and you fought, you lost. Okay, but like you, you these got in little a cage kids fight, right? Like you're fighting. That's a that's a fighting someone is the most primal thing you could do. Sure. And for these little kids to see that and be like, oh shit, teacher Bonnie is fighting people. That's like legit. like there's that's a little respect. kid. There's yeah. a little kid from her class that's gonna be a superstar. What's it gonna be? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a scientist, maybe a fighter, maybe a fireman. Yeah. But they're gonna be the tits at what they do. Yeah. Because they watched her do that. And it's it's small for them. I mean, that's six well, inches right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's small for like what we're looking at, but it's small for what we're looking at. Like we looking at a little shy and beat your ass. Yeah. But for the bigger perspective. Oh, uh, yeah. That's huge. You know, look down the I road at what Bonnie did for people. Yeah. And what the students are going to see. And that's a new book. You know, what Bonnie did for people. That's a cool perspective <laughs> for sure. I like that. I love that perspective, man. And it's so true. And we talked about it a lot. I don't remember if Ryan was on at the time or not, but just how MMA does that for people. Like it allows you to be the best version of yourself. Cause yeah, I I stole it off you and I I did give you credit. I heard I heard you yeah. say it. I was in the like, other be, room. Crank yourself to eleven. Don't be somebody you're not, but be yourself. And we talked about it that. Up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. So gotta, that's Teacher Bonnie for sure. You gotta be yourself. We were talking about Conor McGregor earlier. Yeah, and how he's so, and you know, everybody tries to be that. I read um, Coach Kavanaugh's book. Mm-hmm. It's called I think it's called Winner Learn. Mm-hmm. If you don't, like, no, I don't know that that's the, the old name. school saying "winner learn." Mm-hmm. That was his, that was the name of his book. Um, how he was able to patent that, I don't know. But uh, in <laughs> the book, Patton. it talks about <laughs> that's what I was saying. <laughs> Justin patent that. <laughs> in the book, it talks about um, at the beginning, Connor Connor was an elite boxer where he was at, and he come into MMA. Right. So. When he come to MMA, he was like a lot better striker than everyone else he was around. And in the gym, I don't remember who the girl's name was at the time. Nicole, uh, I shouldn't say her name on this podcast. No, Castillo? you can say Castillo, it, can you say it? Okay, Nicole Castillo. Okay. <laughs> I have no problem with the girl, no, you're by good, the way. Dude. You know. I do. I'm, I know you do. That's why I was trying to be polite. I, no, I actually didn't so until like there was unnecessary. Right, whatever. I don't, whatever. I'm a coach. So I'm a coach. I keep peace with everyone. I just, you know, I want what's best for my fighters. Yeah, whatever yeah. you're going to give yeah. us. Yep. Um, but uh, where were we? Awesome. We were talking about Nicole Castillo. Yeah, but before that. Kavanaugh's book. 
Yeah, Win so Nicole yeah. Nicole promoted this person at one point. I can't remember her name, but she's the f- she was like the first girl from Ireland to make it to uh, the UFC and stuff. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. Man, but I'm a terrible fan to yeah. for not knowing that. But sure. But um, so she uh, you know, she's in the UFC or was she in the UFC at the time or not? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a top dog at the very least. Popularity wise, she's a top dog in the gym. In that conversation, yeah. So Conor yeah. McGregor gets in the ring with her, and they're sparring. And obviously, Conor's supposed to be drill sparring. <laughs> yeah. And Conor lights her the fuck up. Yeah. And drops her. That's what would happen. And sure. drops her. Like, has her with a body shot and drops her. And people are like, what the fuck are you doing, Connor? Like, what? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Connor, like, in the book, it, like, Coach Kavanaugh says, Connor backs up and was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Puts his hands up. It's like, my bad. Like, I, I fucked up. I, you yeah. know, and I got, uh, I, I got ahead of myself. You know, I was just in the moment. I was trying to prove myself. Sound familiar? Like that shows you who Connor is. Right. You know, it's you can't be someone you're not. Be be um if you're Lucas Siebert and you talk shit, talk shit. Mm-hmm. If you're uh Justin Patton and you're the quiet fucking killer, be the quiet killer. If you're um whoever you are. I always tell I always be tell yourself. I be yourself. Be yourself. Turn not- turn your turn the notch up of yourself loud. That's it. Because Just, here's why. That's what sells. The yep. worst thing the truth people can sells. do. The worst thing people can do is not care. Right. If people are indifferent and to when you, you bo- they and- can hate you, they can love you. They cannot not care. Right. right. That's what you have to exactly. have. If if you're full of shit, no one's going to care. So if you run your mouth, you come on this podcast and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then like two years later, people are like, well, you haven't even fought yet. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? We, we've, we've had, no, we haven't had anyone on here that hasn't Yeah, fought. I'm trying to Yes, think. you have. Uh, uh, who, who we got? I'm not, I'm not getting into it because I'm not oh. going to, I'm not going to create wars. But nice. yes, now, have. now I want to know someone, who it is. We've had I don't someone even on know. this podcast, like live. I don't know. Like, I'm not getting into studio? it. This, this is an off-studio conversation. We'll have that. However, <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys, yeah. you guys aren't dumb. This yeah. isn't this isn't your first radio. You guys have seen the scene. Oh but, yeah, yeah. As a general example, right. you know, for sure. you know who's for been on sure. this podcast and who's talked and who's who's not whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, am I? But um, where were we? I don't know. I just keep going. Turning yourself <laughs> up to eleven. I want to know yeah, who be the chick was that Connor be dropped yourself. with the body shot. <laughs> ah, fuck. What's her name? Yeah, I want to. I want to see that. I want to know. She had like is. she had like red hair. Like she was like a, I think Damn, she I had totally red hair. Don't know. Yeah, I should know. A fellow ginger. Come on. Yeah. Right. Dang. I should be all over that. Now I just feel like a bad MMA fan in general. Are you guys both Googling it? I'm excited to see who finds it first. Dun, 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 um, what was that, SBG? Let's shape a lot. Probably. Yeah. SBG, Ireland. It's been a while. I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing on that. But this is her here. I found it. You found it? Nice. Yeah. I, her face, anyways. <laughs> All right, Aisling. Daily. Aisling Daily. Yeah, that's it. I Aisling do remember Daily. her. Yeah, now that Aisling you say Daily. 
I remember it her. now that you say it. Sarah? Yep, 100%. With her red hair. I remember her. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. her. They did. They tried to have her ride the Connor gravy train for a long time, and it just did not pan out. She got there first, and yep. that didn't work out, yep. and they had her try to ride it. You know who's real is, um, on it. first off, who you know who's not real is, uh, hit me. Hit me Patty with the Pimlet. Oh, he's not real. Okay. Ian Gary is. Ian Gary is legit, dude. Yeah. We're about. He's Ian Gary fight coming yeah. up. Yeah. Who's he got? Neil Magny. Ooh. Tough test. Just fought Phil Rowe. Yeah, like you got to beat Neil to be the guy. To be the man. Yeah. I think that perfect gatekeeper. That no offense, Neil Magny. Dude, dude, <laughs> don't, he's don't the most wins me. in UFC history. Dude, yeah. Neil like, Magny is like. Legit. Man, like I was talking to Carly about it. We were walking to uh. We were getting ready for stout sparring, and we were walking. We had time, and I was like, I need to get something to eat. So we went up to, like, a little deli or something up there, and we were walking. We were talking about the fight because Phil just fought. Yep. And uh, I was like, man, that was, you know, that was kind of a boring fight. And Carly was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I kind of <laughs> liked it, you know. And I'm like, well, I was like, fight, like from a fan's perspective, it was boring. But right. from someone that knows fighting, and like I, I respect Neil for what he does. Yeah, he makes it muddy. Yes, and he does what he does, and Great he, way he to put keeps make, getting wins. Who, who, yeah. Neil, Neil, Neil Magny. Neil Magny. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. did it against Phil. He did it. He did it. He did I it against that. Phil. Just throwing that out there. What? <laughs> like Neil Magny is one of the least fun fighters to watch of all time. Right. He is. <laughs> right. And he's him and Saint Pierre. <laughs> He's very good at why? Poor Neil. Why would why, you do why, that? Why, to Neil? why GSP? Yeah. I so my thing with GSP. Oh wait, you think GSP is also unfun to watch? Yes. Okay. Well, was I mean he was. I'm I, with you. On I, this, th- by I the way. think I okay. think that he his greatness was so high. Okay. That he he fought so safe that it 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 just wasn't. He didn't he didn't try to finish. He he was a he was a point fighter. It, later on in his career, especially after, what you disagree? No, I totally agree. Like, I'm and, glad somebody's saying it. And 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 yeah. I thought he tried to win rounds, and that is the least. Ex- ex- when people just try to win rounds, it makes for not exciting. Right. If it when two people are trying to do everything they can to finish a fight and you win rounds that way, that makes an exciting fight because you're literally putting yourself... He would not put himself... After the the fight with uh, Sarah, he just yep. wa- didn't want to be in danger at all. Okay, so... Um, and, that, and, and, and he's great. How do not- you feel about Izzy Adesanya? Mm. Do you think he's boring? I think he, he never puts be, himself in I the harm's way. I think he used to be a lot more exciting. Okay. When... But he does put himself in harm's way. I think he's very tactical and strategic. He, he, he. Anyone who's willing to engage on the feet, on the cage. On but he's not it, engaging. He, well, he. He's, he's running everything. Like everything he does is running people into what. Like he wants to He's do. running people. He's like a safety in football. He's running people. Like you could see the whole scenario. See everything happen in front of you, and let everybody run into everything. But that could be boring. That could be a. See, if I, you're not going to run into things, Izzy's perfectly fine going touch, touch, touch. The, the Romero I'll take, fight. I'll take a 25 minute win. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to change there, my game. There have to been do that. moments where he has been boring. There have also been moments where he's. But the, Styles he's make, I think Styles make fights. Sure. And that's, that's you know. For what, sure. Now, so, if you have. Like Styles make fights. What are you laughing at? I, I'm laughing about imagining Luke Payson hear us talk about GSP that way. Who's Lu- so Luke Payson? Our commentator. So okay. Yeah, he's he's the biggest GSP, GSP, fan. GSP fan of all. So time. is Kama. Yeah. Oh no Kama, way. Kama's a yeah. Of Kama's all people, GSP he's beat. never shown that face in here in this room. <laughs> Dude, of all people, Kama will tell you that GSP's his goat. Wow. I don't, I don't Who's your Mount Rushmore? I go. do not. How's Ryan, that possible? Go right now. One, I do not. We're think going to stop. Ryan, go. Mount Rushmore. Top four. MMA. MMA, yeah. Anderson Silva. Okay. GSB, John Jones, and the fourth one. You know where we're at? We're at the four. That's tough. We're at the five yeah, pizza yeah. spot. The five we're pizza. at the four. That's, what I was just That's where it's of. at. hundred percent. Your top three. One. Your top three. Are if your top three, for sure. If anyone doesn't have your top three, John They're Jones, wrong. Anderson Silva, and with GSP, you're you're just you incorrect. don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fourth is the, the fourth tough one. one. There's three people for me that could. Okay, be it. who you got? Mighty Let's Mouse. talk it. So here's where we're at. We've all agreed that the top three are are yeah that. The, those in whatever are the three. order you want to give it. So where's your fourth? You could do Mighty Mouse, you could do Fedor, or you could do Khabib. I think you could go any of those three and have a respectable Mount Rushmore. I'm gonna go Mighty Mouse. Yeah, I'm glad would, you said that. Never, Mighty Mouse is my guy. I would guy. eliminate Fedor from that. Yeah, uh, I think I would too. He had a career filled with gimmick fights. I got a funny story about fair Fedor enough, real quick. Fair enough. You'll love it about being me, me being small. Wait, what happened? <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Okay, I have, off screen. Let's not get off. No, we're gonna tell oh, it on. Okay. Tell it on camera for sure. So where we're <laughs> back, back to Fedor. Why do you think Fedor's the third? I, I, I think he. I think he's not. I, I think he should be off that list. That, okay. I, I think Fedor. Fedor <laughs> had too many gimmicky like. Like squash wins. The other yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, sure. every fight That's was fair. against a That's top totally guy. Fair. He had yeah. a career filled with right. fake fights. Oh, he was, he was in the entry, I was like, well, yeah, entry level. I don't say entry level, but first wave for sure. The first wave yeah, of yeah. MMA sure. that yeah. was soft. Yeah. But we're like talking, my, but, but, but we're talking about the greatest of all time, and every single person that's on that list that we just mentioned. Always fought a top contender every, every time. single fight. John yep. Jones has fought it's oh, unbelievable. a world Unreal. champion Unreal. caliber f- fighter since like, we can remember. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable his run and who he's One beaten. of the best things John Jones ever said was do it over and over again. Because uh, remember whenever, um, who was it that almost beat him? Not Dominic Goosey. Reyes. Dominic Reyes. Goosey, I by the way, I think Goosey might have beat him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's super close. Yeah. So but close. That's a perfect throwback. Same thing to with Mag GSP and, Nash. And, yeah. and and uh Hendrix. Hendrix. That uh, was so close. But um who yeah. did we, who'd you say? I said it was a throwback to Magan and Nash. We were saying like it's not a robbery, but like either guy definitely won that fight. Gustafson yeah. Jones, either guy, Hendrix, GSP, either guy. It doesn't matter. Who, uh, Dominic Reyes. Yeah, yeah. He said that. He was like, okay. Do that again. Do it again. And look like, what Reyes' cool. career like, has been. And Dominic Reyes, like he like he very well may in my opinion, I think John Jones did win that fight. 
but it was razor yeah. thin. It was a close fight. People yeah. want to. That was one of them fights. You want to make an argument the other way all day. We and can I, have a conversation. I, for sure. For sure. I can. I but can do it over and over and over again. And he you had one time down Cherry Hill. Yeah. Where one time down Cherry Hill, that's a little Giants if you don't remember that. <laughs> but one time down Cherry Hill where he put on his best performance and John, do it over and over and over yeah. again. I've been here 20 years doing this. I've been fighting the best in the yeah. world I for 20 years. I did that board on Coke. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, I partied. <laughs> My, it's one of the best quotes ever, by the way. <laughs> what, what I beat was, your ass on what, Coke. I don't know it exactly, but yeah, that was John's John Jones's point. DC. DC the first time. Yeah, I beat your ass high on Coke, sniffing Coke off a Coke off a hooker's ass and still whooped your ass. Like that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's the that's the uh the conversation we had earlier. I started laughing when we were talking about like talent versus work. Like I love Randy Moss in football terms. I love Randy Moss. I love a guy like that that's just does not care at all about the work aspect of it, and it's well, just more talented I mean, how? than everybody. See, I hate that. I'm yeah. the worst. I would You're the Jerry that. Rice guy. Yeah. So yeah, I like yeah, Jerry 100%. Rice. Jerry 100%. Rice wasn't like Deontay the best Wilder. Athlete. I can hate him. Yeah. See, I like Wilder too. You like Wilder? <laughs> I like. Like I respect him, yeah, but yeah. motherfucker, like bro, like. I like you, an anomaly that's just like this defies everything that we've heard about the sport, understood. and you're just better than it's us. It sucks. Yeah, that's John. Jones. But that's yeah. why it's John Jones. Too. But John, he's my goat. John Easily. Jones. But John Jones isn't like like Deontay. I th- I feel like it's a bad example because Deontay Wilder is like he's a one trick pony. He has power. So <laughs> yeah, if you want to give an ex, I don't want to give that comparison. That's kind of bad. But I was gonna say like Deontay Wilder, Khabib, but that's that's kind of bad in my opinion because Khabib's a one-trick pony. But eh, like, eh, there's more intricacies to that yeah, trick, right? Yeah, yeah, there's more sure. intricacies to that trick than one right hand, right? Right. But like, uh, like Wilder and his one right hand, it's just like, um, what's his name? Uh, Tyson Fury. He just yeah. took it away. Yeah, you take away the one thing you can do right, and you beat that guy. Boom. Yeah, and that's where we're at in MMA. Yeah, take away. We're we're not these one trick ponies are a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I mean, like um, like once we you still get to have, a certain level. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, of you course. can be a one trick pony. You can be a one trick pony for so. But uh, here's until the thing: it's gonna get. But me. how's that gonna when you're one trick ponying it all the way through? How's that? How good is that? It's going to get you. Well, I mean. It's going to get you. So, like, I'm to the point where, like, it might be, it might be better to learn MMA like Mark Cherico did. Mark yep. Cherico never had any type of wrestling background, or any yeah. background at all. Dude. Mark Cherico started at 19. Working a giant MMA, eagle. Learning MMA. <laughs> Having the up. largest legs on the planet. He does have but the, the thing biggest is, legs on the planet. Very big. Like, <laughs> they're stupid big. They're stupid. But, like... Quadzilla. Austin could get, like... Dude, Austin's giving him a run. Who? I'll Dude, say. Austin, my, my, my oldest. Yeah. Football player? Yeah. 
Austin's what legs. What position is he playing though? Are ridiculous. Good. He's playing center and nose. Ah, oh, there we go. So Dude. he's a big boy. He's got. He's that. not huge. He's. He's getting there though. I'm Saint Clair though, right? Yeah. Oh well, hey, but you're. What, he's what grades there, he bro. in? He's. A, he'll be a junior this year. Is he starting? Remains to be seen. <laughs> okay. He's like close on both offense and defense, but he's not not sure on either one. But the thing is, Upper St. Clair isn't like um like you're playing football for Carrick. Yeah, this is they're they're good too. If <laughs> you know, if, if, if like Upper St. Clair, I actually seen a list the other day that was um the most weeks that a team was number one in the state. And Upper St. Clair was, it was like a top 20 list. And Upper St. Clair was, they were on the bottom half of it, but still, nevertheless. To be ranked I mean, at all. I bet you yeah. TJ in was Western, number one. T, no, TJ, TJ was. Quippa? Quip was two. Okay. Uh, TJ was like six or seven. Okay. Mm. Um, number one was, um, I don't remember who it was. Because I wasn't. I was just recognizing the schools that yeah, yeah. you know, Western Pennsylvania schools. Sure, Quip was one. Quip was two, but there's a lot of schools. Central, like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They pay for those rankings, maybe, probably. <laughs> Hang on, I need to back up like ten minutes. Who's your fourth on Mount Rushmore? We got Mighty Mouse over here. I'm going Khabib, by the way. Khabib is my fourth. I'm gonna yeah, again. I, I don't think that Khabib. Yeah. I, I, I think it would have to be Mighty Mouse. Although I would want to spend oh more gosh. time thinking about that <laughs> because I think there's a handful of guys that are also right there. Yeah, for sure. And I'd want to like think about that a little more. And we also need to define Mount Rushmore for me. This is just how I'm viewing it. I'm talking the most it's a combination of talent and greatness, like accomplishments plus talent. That's what I'm defining it as. Um, okay. I mean, because if we're talking just best, Mighty Mouse is, for me, Mighty Mouse is clearly the best in terms of all around skill. And I mean, like if you put Mighty Mouse in John Jones's body, best fighter ever, forever. I think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know that he had the, like, he could look dominant in a fight the way that John Jones does. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I know exactly he has what you mean. literally yeah. so much talent, like, and he, it, he had that ridiculous finish. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it was always like a chess match until he finished yep, it. And then yep. it was like. So, but so, Jones would just go wreck people. But Jones would yeah. never be, like, losing. Right, right. Like, yeah. and that would be on the feet or on the ground or all, like, whereas I just don't see the level of dominance of, of, of a guy like Jones and, like, how he, you know, knowing what we know now, like, the dude was bored <laughs> and was still pulling off fights. Yeah, that's like, it. He That's was it. literally not even like in the game anymore. And yeah. he was still finding ways to win. Yeah. I was one of the biggest John Jones fans on the planet, I would say, in terms of his legacy, like promoting him as by far the best ever. And even I was getting to the point where like, man, is he then like the Dominic Reyes fight and stuff like that? I was like, man, is he? 
And then when he came back at heavyweight and did that, I was like, okay, I was right all yeah. along. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, like, he just, he just needed motivated. motivated. Yeah, yeah, he just needed motivated. Yeah, that and was crazy. Once he got Stipe next, right? I, that's what they say. We'll I don't see. know that that's signed. But I don't think it no. doesn't sound signed the way they're promoting it. I saw yeah. a, a, a contract go across for Cincinnati. Stipe versus John Jones. Oh, no, but. I, I saw I just saw one go across so that, that nice that Jim's uh okay. Jim's working and working away it looks like that's good that's very good I like to hear that and it's the one we wanted not yeah. double nice yeah. hell yeah, yeah. but that's I don't huge. know who he's who it's against so okay we'll it doesn't see. matter that's good though we'll see awesome man look at this we've broken we we talked about the big cage too dude this by has the been way. like Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, good. This is the first time. The first time. one's going to be in time. Cincinnati. Well, I don't know. Right? I don't know how he knew, but he starts like he's oh, already strategizing Dude, for th it. Yeah, this guy's got I've been bitching at you guys. <laughs> I have pulled Ryan aside after. Well, you do know every that's not going to be the only one that we use. Just yeah, what? I mean, we have two cages now. Yeah, yeah. we're going to like we're not using that one at the Meadows. What just, one? Just so you're aware, the big 24. One. There's not enough space, space at the Meadows to use it's that. True. Yeah, it's just like so. We have so talked about twenty first. A small cage. Small, small cage. Yeah. October December right. December yeah. big cage. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's why when you asked earlier, I was kind of like, <laughs> "That's when there's space, we'll use it." But when there's not, there's got a small right. cage. That's why yeah. I said like yeah. that. That yeah. was where my aunt was at the Meadows. Like that's yeah. There's it's too small. It's too there. small. Yeah. 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 Once they sense. get the permanent room, if they ever do, that'll be great. But they're working on that, from what I understand. We're also grappling at the Meadows now, which is very exciting. Very I'm excited exciting. to bring Sprawl and the Bird 2 there. Yeah, that's going to be... Dude, that venue's lit. sick. People who have never I, been to a show at the Meadows are missing out, for real. It's, it's so fun there. It is the like the environment, the... The feel in that in that yeah. not even a room, the, that tent is... A tent, that yeah. it, There's... It's, it's electric, electric in yep. there, man. It is <laughs> the only word. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. You can be standing do you, outside. Do you notice it. that yeah. when you're when you're there? Compared to like, the Minerva? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I've never seen another regional promotion. I've been to a bunch of shows and you've been to way more, but I, I've never seen like a, the sound that we have in that place is just mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah, you can be standing out, and I'm sure this is your perspective for it, actually. But warming guys up in the corners, if you're out by the corners and you can just hear that roar inside mm -hmm. the tent from outside, and you're like, oh, something just happened. I don't right. know what it is. I don't know if somebody just no, got yeah, knocked absolutely. out or what. But absolutely. Something just happened. Yeah. Yep. That feeling is crazy when you're outside and you just hear that roar of, you know, a thousand plus people at once <laughs> it's a cool feeling in like sure. a like a thousand like 1300 people packed in a space that should only have like a thousand yeah right? and, <laughs> and you're feeding off each other like the best analogy i've been able to give to like my friends and family who are like i don't really like fighting but i say this all the time you know when you see a comedy movie at the theaters and it's a packed theater and everybody's laughing it doesn't even have to be the funniest movie ever, but if everybody laughs, yeah, if everybody's into it, you're also into it. Same thing with a comedy show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If if, yeah. If, if, if if the the this the beginning starts and and you're you're just 
all laughing. And if you were watching on TV at home, you would never laugh right. out loud. Right. But you're in the atmosphere and you're all yep. laughing. Yep. That's the fights for me at the Meadows, especially all all of our fights, honestly, not to toot our own horn, but we do a good job of that. But <laughs> now you guys have the done Meadows, a very good job sure. of yeah. for sure. Like yeah. he's, I've been around a long time. You guys have done a very good job of promoting and putting fighters in a position to get to the next level. Yeah. For sure. We try, man. That's our favorite. Like, so many people would think you want Kama Worthy to stay with us or you want Ethan Goss to stay with What's us. The point? We don't want that. We want to see Ethan get to the UFC. That. My favorite thing ever would be if my phone lit up right now that said Ethan Goss signed to the UFC. Right. That would be the best notification I could get right now. Like, we want that. We want to build the scene. And, and I mean, I wanted Kama to go to the UFC, but... Just to get out of your hair. E- Ethan, I mean, come on. I don't want, I don't want to... I, I, <laughs> right. all, all I do is talk smack on Ethan Goss, so that's yeah. fine. That is, that is the vibe for you with Ethan. Yeah. Well, yeah. and he, he returns the favor. He's good at it. He plays a good part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, dude. Let's uh, what are we coming? What's up? our four hour wow. podcast? Wow, three hours and th- this is definitely the longest podcast ever. Is it? Shout out Chris Williams for keeping it rolling I mean, this long. I, this is impressive. I think the whiskey, whiskey helped. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that's my. You did help. That, you, the whiskey helped. Oh, it definitely helped. Yeah, <laughs> and I no, I can't no, believe how well you like. If I drank as much whiskey as you've drank, my Don't words my wife. would be one. Yeah, drive home. We can't mm. see how empty that bottle is. We'll block it with the Turner's tea for the camera. <laughs> Turner's doing its business there, but yeah, dude. Just blame, just blame Hunter. It's not, not like it's on it camera. It is my fault. It is my oh, fault. Wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> totally <laughs> on camera. Totally recorded. <laughs> dude, this has been awesome for real. I appreciate you coming in, man. This is a long time coming. Episode 101, the first of the 247 Combat Sports Podcast, which is awesome. Perfect guest for that. And dude, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. One of my favorite ones. Most sporting events aren't this long. No. But this podcast We're at <laughs> the length of a show now, which is fun. only fitting for a guy who's been a, uh, been around this long. So yeah. Thanks for coming in, dude. No well, problem. Thank see you. you. See you me. very soon. Later, dude. And Why my computer died oh, at this same exact time. time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Does awesome. that mean it's